Role-Playing Grenade is making an action horror podcast. Violent imagery, adult language, and graphic situations may occur. And as such, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Knights Black Agents podcast. No, welcome to another episode of the Role Playing Grenade podcast. We are playing Knights Black Agents by Kenneth Height. Uh, it is published by Pelgrane Press. It uses the Gumshoe System uh, by Robin D. Laws. And as always, I am Ryan Gregg, your director. And let's just say hi, everybody, shall we? Uh, hi, Jacob. everybody. Hi, everybody. My name is Jacob Mark. We've been playing Yitzhak Zamir. He's an ex Mossad agent who keeps his friends close and his enemies toastier. <laughs> Hunter. I'm Hunter O'Gwen, and I'll be playing the character Tane Waka. Uh, Tane Waka is a uh, ex mortician turned um, underground uh, uh, Black Street or Black Street, uh, Black Market doctor. And um, uh, my voice is in the style of Taika Waititi playing Korg, playing this character. <clears throat> no diggity. And Wes. Oh, and I'm a drug addict. <laughs> yeah, my name's Wes Johnson. Uh, I'm going to be playing Strom Alexander, former DEA agent, uh, drug infiltrator, uh, basically infiltrating the war on drugs, uh, currently uh, infiltrating the war on humanity. So we'll see how this goes. Okay. And, so, and once again, <laughs> and once again, our face casting is uh, uh, Ryan Gosling, Jeff Bridges, and Taika Waititi. And a wheel of cheese. <laughs> For our friend who isn't here today. It's we're editing it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, man, don't, don't show, don't play. Um, all right, let me flip a couple of pages real quick. Let's do a quick refresh of where we are. Um, at the end of last session, Strom, you and Emily were left alone in the bunker beneath the Lisa Ora uh, Hill in Kiev. You had been brought there by the vampire. You are, at least up until yesterday, seeking to kill. Now you're hanging out with. Um, You've infiltrated that really well. Tane and Yitzhak, after fighting ghouls at the apartments that you had uh, gone to infiltrate and learn what secrets you could of Emily Margaret, you left there, made your way to the nightclub where Strom was infiltrating to find out what was going on with the vampires and the mob, um, got into another fight with one of the same ghouls and a man who just did not survive, drugged and then exploded as compared to the ghoul who just got exploded and set on fire. Um, you guys have made your way back to the safe house to kind of hello, wait for an update, and lick some wounds. I think everybody's a little... Well, you two are a little beat up. Um, mm -hmm. Strom, you are hanging on to the edge of your sanity. Is that a, an accurate assumption? Where I like to be. 
Um, is there anything I'm missing that you guys want to add? I totally kissed that girl. <laughs> I totally got a vampire blood sample. You did. You got a blood sample from the guy we exploded. The Spaniard. Strum, you are trading on a couple years old love affair you had with Dr. Emily Margaret, who you've knew in the past, um, under the assumed name Cyril Ferguson. Suppressing fire! <laughs> and uh, Yitzhak, you probably killed a couple of people. <laughs> probably. Probably. You gave me too little credit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, off the air, uh, you you asked me what what inspired me to bring a bunch of raver kids to this um, nightclub full of vampires and mobsters, and I was saying that I, I was hoping to make it a, a distraction for our dear friend uh, Strom to be able to escape from their clutches, and you know, then th- that made sense. But I I've been wanting to ask, um, yo, hey, uh, <laughs> what what enticed you to throw these explosive incendiary uh, napalm bombs full of, in, a, in a crowded area. Revenge. Against Raver E-Kids? Against anyone and everyone. Against the unburned. <laughs> Against all of the uninitiated with their supple white flesh unburned. Remind me to uh, put a cigarette out on my, the back of my hand uh, later just as a show of, hey, um, I've got you, brother. <laughs> I'm one of us. One okay. of us. One of us. Gleeble globble. So, let's zoom in then. Let's zoom in onto Tane and Yitzhak. How does that sound? Sure. You two have pulled up in your stolen car and shown back up to the Quonset Hut safe house. You go inside. Um, Tyson is still nowhere to be seen. But you two are there. It seems quiet. What do you set out to do? Sleep. Yeah, I uh, go into uh, one of the medicine cabinets in the little makeshift uh, surgery room I have. And just like, it's just a freaking giant Ziploc bag with like a variety of pill bottles in there. I'm like, I'm sorting yourself out. I got work to do. And I just throw it on him while he's like laying on the couch or whatever. Just... <laughs> Don't take too many moderation and everything. <clears throat> okay. And uh, yeah, I start immediately putting slides together and l- trying to look at my newest sample. Okay. Yeah. Yitzhak, you lay down, nurse the kind of batters and scrapes you've got from wrestling a ghoul, wrestling a tall Spaniard and a ghoul, you know, amongst a crowd, and then a running. Six year old man. As a 60-year-old man. Uh, uh, Two-piece extra crispy. Mm. <laughs> Biscuit. <clears throat> uh, honey. Honey. <laughs> a classic Polish fast food restaurant, KFC. Featuring brightly in your dreams. Tane, you don't have a vampirology skill. No, um, no. Because I'm do, a man of science. You do have forensic pathology. Mm-hmm. Um, you have pharmacy. I think that what happens is... You get this blood under a microscope, and it is, it is not the same as the blood you got from the vampiric person you fought in the safe house forever ago, you know, the, that week and a half ago now. Right, right. I get to see the differences that my little uh, uh, concoction that I dosed him with might have had an effect. 
Well, and I think you're a little surprised. It's not even that. It's not that, although there, you know, there do appear to be some, some changes in the blood and the way it flows and the way it's moving, but it looks really human. It doesn't look that far off from, from a typical blood sample. Um, some of the cells are a little bigger. You know, they can carry a little more oxygen. They move a little bit faster, but it's, it's nowhere near as mutated and, and just frankly unnatural as the blood you saw earlier. Yeah, because um, compared to the ghouls, um, it, was, it was actually more coagulated, actually ran thicker and slower. Um, yes. And the, same, and the same thing with, the, um, with the, first, the first wild vampire we found, which might have been a ghoul. Interesting. So I, I, um, I start talking out loud at uh, Yitzhak, even though he's probably asleep. I'm like, I think, I think they were refining the process. I think, I, th- I think they've actually got a good handle on it. This is frighteningly good work. Honey mustard. Um, yeah, you know, it is straight a honey mustard deal, I say. Um, but that's what you're getting, is that this, you know, the blood you got from them is nowhere near as messed up. Um, you didn't see that guy do anything too crazy by any means. Certainly not as crazy as dislocating his jaw or taking a bite out of anyone. But you know who he works for, so. What I'm starting to theorize then is that they've, they've, there's different levels of dosage which gives different levels of unnatural abilities. And a light dose does minor effects to the system but only enhances the body so much. But if you try to enhance it too far, they start getting a little freaky deaky. That's just me theorizing. Yeah, and I'm, you know, part of me is wondering just how much to just lay out here, you know? How, how much could I deduce from my scientific research? Right, you know, um, and I think you're, from your scientific mindset, you're in, a, you're in a really close zone of like, this person is not as infected as anyone else, any of the other blood samples you've gotten, either the other vampire or the ghoul. You know, this person is, is much more baseline. However, this is not human blood really at this point you know there's there's some small mutations here but that's where you are so maybe it's like um whoever did the um what do they call it in all those silly books um siring um maybe it's like a, a lineage thing or maybe as the um it depends on, on who get who gets bit changed i don't know what do you think isaac <clears throat> all, all of the sauce you can give me you're right. You're right. I need more information. You're absolutely correct. Always, I always get such insight from you. Now, I just hope that uh, we can figure out something else before it's too late for Strom. And that, I think, is a perfect time to uh, do a hard cut from you staring over a microscope and kind of talking over your shoulder to Yitzhak on the couch to Strom. You are in the bunker. I think last we left you and... Dr. Emily Margaret were sitting at a table. And there you are. Um, Victor Litovich, the vampire, left you... At this point, let's say 20 minutes ago, 25 minutes ago, and said he had things to do. And here you are. Perfect. Uh, so, at this point, my guess is, I mean, we've tried to find any... Like, I, I'm looking around, you know, trying to get any information on this place I can. Is there, is there any furniture around? Is there... What we get is, in the bunker, 
where you and Dr. Emily Margaret are is a large, kind of like a cistern, is kind of the way I've been imagining it in my head. It is taller than it is wide. Um, it is not large by any means. You know, it's maybe a diameter of 50 feet. Um, well, that's actually pretty big. Let's call it 40 feet. Um, it's kind of a large chamber underground. You know, your roof is, well, hell no. Let's think of some measurements here. It is, let's call it a 20-foot diameter. So a big 20-foot diameter circle. Your ceilings are about 20 feet above you. So it's a large dome. There uh, is electricity that has been piped in sometime in the last 60 years. You've got a table with a couple of chairs. There is a sink with running water. There's cabinets and cupboards around it. Um, a hot plate. There's a small little fridge next to it that you opened up, and there's a couple of packets of blood inside. Um, there's a bed. There are, off to kind of one side, there are no corners, of course, but off kind of to one side, you notice there's kind of a small pile of, almost like a dog bed of filthy, smelly rags. And then taking up, not quite center stage in this thing, um, but off to the side, obviously well used and a focal point. Kind of not quite mounted dirt, but dirt has been laid. A coffin has been laid on top of this dirt and more dirt is inside the coffin. I mean, at this point with everything you know, just having a vampirology skill, and having seen everything you've seen, I mean, this is it. This is where Viktor Lidovich lays his head for a day's rest. Gotcha. <clears throat> While looking at the dirt, like, it, how, how is the lighting? Is it decent light in this room? Um, it's not bright, you know, but it's, yeah, it's decent. Yeah, it's um, kind of an, an older, faintly yellowed light. Okay. I mean, just looking at the dirt, uh, can I recall the dirt that we found in that box? Like, if it's the same color, uh, you know, obviously, I, I don't really probably have geology or anything, but just is it the same, like, type? Is it, like, sandy or different than the stuff that we found? Yeah, it's, it's the same. It's this kind of dark, rich earth. You'd have to get it under a microscope, you know, mm -hmm. and, and sit down and stare at it to really know that it's the same, but your gut is telling you that it's a very similar soil as what you guys uh, recovered from Pavel Yanni. Okay. I look over at Emily and I say, what's with the rags? Oh, I don't, I don't know. It could be one of, the, one of the guards, one of his henchmen might sleep. This is a, <laughs> she kind of like laughs a little bit and looks kind of furtively left and right and says, this is a side of the business I don't normally see very much of. I see. Well, it's good we're both discovering things together then. Yeah, this is... Um... Cyril, you seem very calm right now. And I am, um, those men threw a bomb? People were there? Who was that? Why did they, who just broke into that? Why? Innocent people just died in there. Cyril, what is happening? I have as many questions as you do. I, I am very concerned that that's what happened. <laughs> why, why a bunch of ravers decided to break into a, a, a meeting between... Your boss and those other folk, uh, I, I'm not sure. This is all odd to me as well. <sighs> yeah, I, I just, I, there's a difference between, I guess, seeing something and knowing that it happens. And that was quite terrifying. You would think someone would pick up on the hint of a private party. And I'm like, if this were the movie, I'd, a little flashback to the text that I sent out of my head. <laughs> This, um, yeah, I guess if this is what we have to do to continue our work, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, what's one exploded nightclub? I don't, I don't know. 
I'm going to see if there's something to eat or drink some water. Can I get you a, a water or anything? I kind of give a little smirk and go, if there happens to be a fresca, I'd love one. Did they make that any, anymore? Is that even a, a thing? Cause... Yeah, I, I've seen it around town. Well, I'll see if they have a fresca then. Or just, just anything cold would be amazing. Yeah, and she kind of gets up and goes to the fridge and pulls out a couple of old bottles of water, brings them back out, hands you one and opens hers and takes a big drink. Um, well, I guess we're here for the night then. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Might as well make ourselves comfortable. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go lay down. Um, and she just kind of makes her way off to the bed in the corner and kind of like fluffs up the pillow there and shakes out the, you know, the, the surplus thin wool blanket and settles down and before long is asleep. I'm going to see if there's a restroom anywhere near. You know, I didn't think about that. But there's going to have to be because someone plumbed it. So, of course, they're going to put it in a bathroom. Maybe an indoor outhouse? (laughs) Humans at one point did control this place. Um, I think what there is is there's a small little alcove you find as you look around. with um, It's got like a blanket drawn over it. Inside that's a little compost toilet, like an old, like a 40-year-old Soviet compost toilet. Gotcha. So I head for there. And while it's still in my pocket, I, I work to turn my phone on so that hopefully by the time it gets there, it's, it's on. Uh, your phone is on. And then you kind of look up at the corner, you look at it, and it is just, you have no bars. You're, you're underground. Yeah, under and concrete. concrete. I was expecting that. <laughs> uh, I, I make sure that the brightness is turned all the way down uh, as well as the ringer off you know, not even on vibrate, just silent. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I type out a text to the group that says, uh, crashing with Lisa, L-Y-S-A. The, the key she gave me probably works, but I'm good for the night. And, and I, I pop that back in my pocket. Okay, you sit there and you take that just the most anxiety-filled 35 to 45 seconds of your life as you just stare at these little three buttons, the kind of three dots up in the corner just goes, up, 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 message failed to send, but you can go and lay down. Yep, I go do that. Okay. She's asleep. You go and lay down and go to sleep. It's, uh, what do we say, about 11, 30, 12 o'clock at this point? That sounds about right from the time frame we had. Okay, so... And it's the evening. You guys went to sleep. Everyone has gone to sleep. Uh, Tane, were you staying up? Well, you know what? Let me roll a die. Let me just give myself... Nope, I am, uh, I'm going to stay up. Um, get some, uh, as much work as I can done uh, through the night. And I will fucking do some uppers. Uh, let me look at my character sheet to see what I can, uh, spend. Um, can I just, like, I'll spend one pharmacy just to keep my addiction going? Um, no, that's not what we really need to do here. (laughs) What I want to do now with you as kind of a reaction to everything we've been doing, buddy. Right? I want you to make a stability test for me. Make a stability four test. Ooh. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. I'll spend, uh, I'll (laughs) spend... Uh, I'll spend two. And what this is, is this is just a base test um, with all the stress you've been under lately. I mean, you have had a stressful life, uh, especially for the past few years. You know, you, you have become a black market doctor. You have buried your wife and child. You have dealt with being a wanted man. 
um, and the international travel that came up from that. In the past two weeks, you've learned about the existence of vampires. No matter how much you're trying to deny it, certain things are becoming a little more true. Um, you have dealt with more life or death situations than you have in a very long time. You have watched innocent people be exploded next to you. What has become kind of a coping mechanism is on the verge of becoming a full-fledged problem. Let's mm -hmm. make the stability test and see just how much of a problem this could become, or if you can manage to hold off and keep this, if not necessarily recreational, at least um, balanced, controlled. Yes! 1d6 plus 2 got us a 4! 1d6 plus 2 got us a 6. Thank you, I cannot read that. Perfect. Um, okay, yeah, it's a... Uh, with a six, no problem, man. It's been a weird couple of days. You know what? It's been a really weird couple of days. But your family didn't die this week. Take some coke. Up yourself up a little bit. And uh, just, just jump into that. Just jump into that workspace. And there's just a thrilling scene of you flipping sides, slides, writing things down furiously and starting to make notes. And start to wrap your head around everything you're looking at. And then morning comes. Well, before morning comes, Strom. Yes. You, how well did you sleep? As lightly as I possibly could with all my training. <laughs> okay. I don't think you need much training to not sleep well inside of this place. Emily doesn't sleep well. You know, I think she's, she does the kind of fits and starts of, of light sleeping in a strange place. Um, and the kinds of hard night from someone who's not used to, who may be, I mean, who is involved in this business but is able to generally keep a, a veneer of distance. Um, she is now seeing, you know, what happens out in the streets when you are involved in this. You are hardened to that, but you're, because of that, you're also not going to sleep well here. It is no longer late. It is now early when uh, you catch kind of the echoes of a beep, 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 and the thunking sound of the door unlocking and opening. Um, like you slip your phone out of your pocket. It's got a little bit of battery left. And it's about 4.45 in the morning. Did you turn the lights off or did you leave the lights? Or did you leave the lights on inside? I think we just left the low lights on. Okay. You watch Lidovich come in. And he kind of sweeps his eyes around and notices you two in the bed. Sees you looking at him. Kind of nods and then waves at you to kind of come here. I gently get out of bed. Is she awake? Um, she kind of woke up. Sees that you two are moving. And she just kind of rolls over and tries to go back to sleep. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go over there. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I wish there was somebody else to go. <laughs> you come closer, and you notice that, you know, Linovich is, he kind of wipes the corner of his mouth a little bit. You see there's some kind of dried blood there, and he kind of just flicks his fingers, and he says, I have had a productive night, at least. Uh, I visited an old friend of my grandfather's, um, and then I touched in with the Shulkovs. We have a solid lead on these people. Unfortunately, my time is up for the day. I need you to take Dr. Margaret back to a hotel. Uh, the Shulkovs have an interest in one. She'll be safe there until we can guarantee the safety of her apartment. Of then course. I will need you to meet. Then I will need... Did you interrupt me? I, I am so sorry, sir. I thought you'd stop. No. Then I will need you to meet me here. Be here before dusk. Meet me in the tunnel. And we will um, put an end to this unfortunate and complicated snare in our problems. He, um, when you met him yesterday, when he was talking to you, before the explosions, before the pipe bombs, he was 
amused. He was off-put, you know, confused by you being there, and at least a little amused by the fact that you were there. And then when you last saw him, he was impressed, at least, by what you had... I mean, you got him out of there, you kept your head amongst a bombing, um, and you had gotten him out of there relatively safely and kept Emily alive. And it seemed that that had bought you a sense of esteem. With your litany of interpersonal skills, I mean, bullshit detector, your tradecraft, he doesn't... I mean, and as well as just being able to read people, the kind of momentary shock and the, oh, like the impression of, of how everything has gone in has gone now. And now there's just this cold simmering rage inside of him from what has happened the night before. Um, he is keeping it fairly contained, but it is, um, I don't think it would be above, you know, the line of description to call it terrifying to see this. It is the closest you have seen in eyes looking at you to, to the monster you see you saw tear apart six people last night. That seems at this point well-caged, or at least leashed, um, but it is still there. If I do a spend and bullshit detector, uh, would I be able to tell if any of that rage is shot towards me? Like, if he has a lead on where it is that we're going, I mean, that's that that would be probably the Quonset hut. <laughs> and I definitely live there. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, if you want to spend bullshit detector, let's lay some shit out. Done. Yeah, the, the calm acceptance of kind of who you are is gone. And I think with that too, like if you give him a good look and you can tell that the shock of everything happening is now gone and the, the suspicion of you is now here. You know, who is this person who showed up and then all hell broke loose? Who has now been sleeping in my home? Who now knows where I lay my head? And it would be very easy just to tear your head off right now. Um, you can kind of see these minute calculations in his head as he kind of looks at you and looks around. For whatever reason, the calculus was, okay, like get the doctor out of here and then I'll see you at dusk. So he's giving you daylight to go do some work. It seems that he doesn't necessarily want to, maybe he's not trying to kill you right now. He doesn't seem to want you dead right now. Um, he might not want you dead. I mean, there could be the, maybe you are a useful enough tool that I mean, you did tell him already, hey, like I was kind of involved with what happened to Pavel, which would put you on the scene. So if that is not too shocking a surprise, then that's good. And I think there is that, whereas he kind of starts to turn. And after that, that brief conversation, he goes and you start to turn and grab your things. He puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, um, Cyril, you're a lucky man for telling me that you were involved in the death of Pavel. Thanks to that, you have the chance to stay in my employ. Tonight, we will put an end to all of it and rebuild this stinking hole that was made by Oleshenko and her men. I'll see you at dusk. I don't even say, I just nod. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> just in case he's still talking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I gather my things and I, I gently wake Emily and just say, hey, let's get you in a real bed. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. What time is it? It's very early. Uh, let, let, let's get you to a hotel. Uh, I have instructions. Okay. Um, oh, I've got to go to work. Okay. Yeah. And she kind of gets her, she kind of shakes herself awake and gets her head in the game and gets you guys out of there. You take her, drop her off at a hotel. Um, you know, she checks into a room, goes inside. And then do you make your way to the Quonset hut? Uh, I make my way back to the same street that Club Monia's on. Mm-hmm. Is my car still there? Uh, your car is still there. 
it, along with everything else kind of on the block, is wrapped up behind caution tape. There's cops on the scene processing. It looks like they've been there all night. Fuck. Okay, so I, I parked that car kind of a little bit away. No, I probably have to bring that fucking car back. You parked on the street, though, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Um, like across the street. You did. You specifically parked across the street, not in the parking lot. So your car is still there, not behind caution tape. So if you wanted to grab it, you could. I mean, just based off of what I know, like, do I need to be bringing this same car back? You don't know. You know, it's that's you jumped in a car and drove it. You know, I mean, you don't know if he's the kind of guy who has his specific car. Um, okay. It's a nice vehicle, but um, I'm going to park it close. Uh, <clears throat> the closest hotel, not the closest hotel, kind of a midpoint between Club Monia and Quonset Hut and then okay. get like a taxi back to my car and then I'll, I'll take my car back. Okay. Um, I think as you get out of the taxi cab and go to your car, there's that quick kind of a, you know, there's a KNP officer who's like, hey, um, excuse me, you know, this, you know, this woman comes up and she's got her hair kind of like a tight bun. She's wearing her stab vest and she's got a hat on. The whole, the whole uniform looks like she's been there for a couple hours, got a cup of coffee in her hand. Is this your car? Uh, yes, ma'am, it is. Um, okay, hello. Uh, if you can't tell, there was a, quite a scene here last night. Um, when did you drop it off? Uh, it was pretty early in the night. Uh, I, I went out with some friends, uh, dropped the car here just because we knew this, the, this club and, and just kind of went out. I couldn't tell you. It's pretty early, probably 7, 8 o'clock, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, did you see anyone or anything here? It sounds like the there was a bombing here. We're trying to find out what happened. We don't know if it was terrorists what? or or what. So we're trying to find out if there are any witnesses. Um, we've pulled some CCTV tapes, but we're still trying to find out what we could. No, I the place looked closed down tighter than I've ever seen it when I got here, and we just kind of left. Um. Okay, oh, can I get your name and phone number just in case? Yes, of she course. She pulls out a pad and a pen, and, you know, she's taking notes for everything you said, you know, dropped off at seven. My, my name's Daniel Aster. Okay. I, um, I give her the uh, number to a burner phone. Okay. Um, Daniel Aster. Okay. Um, thank you very much, Mr. Aster. Uh, I'm sure we'll call you with questions if we have any. Yeah, yes, of course. Holy moly. Is my... Was my, and I start looking at panicked at my car, like it, like looking for any shrapnel hits to my car. Car looks good. Car looks good for for uh, all the bombs were inside the building, so it seems fairly self-contained. You know, there's no glass left in the front of the building. The doors are gone. Structurally, it does not look sound. You know, as you look across, you can see there's like a couple like firefighters talking to some like a you know a dude in a hard hat who's uh, got like a button-up shirt on, like an engineer type, and they're kind of pointing at things and talking. Um, they might be worried about the stability of this building and going inside at this point, uh, even though it is an active crime scene with a bunch of bodies inside. Not that you know anything about that. Not at all. Okay, so she takes your name and number. She gives you a cheers in her pocket, pulls out a card. Uh, if you think of anything, please call me. If you saw anyone, um, let me know. Thank you. Of, of course, of course. Uh, I get in the car and decide for the off chance that my car got bugged 
because I mean the Spaniard. I don't know what happened to him, but I know Litovich said that he was going to meet back up with him, uh, and he saw me pull up in this car. I'm going to park that back at the 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 same hotel. Uh, I'm going to pay for like three nights at the at the the front desk. And let them know that I I have two vehicles, and if I have to pay a little extra for that, whatever you know, uh, and then I'm gonna cab back to like three blocks away from the Kwanzaa hut, and I'll just okay. pack the rest. Okay, I think after all that, you show up back at the Kwanzaa hut. It's by now six in the morning, you know, six thirty with uh, with all the driving back and forth. Let's call six thirty. Um, you open up. Tane is. Tane, did you sleep last night at all? No. Uh, and you'd wait, you'd you'd come into the sound of like a, a rubber ball being bounced. Uh, and uh you and and uh I come like on I come out on wheelies, like skimming out, and my eyes are just huge, and I'm bouncing a racquetball, and I hold it up in my hand like threatening, oh hi, ho, ho, shit, you're back. Fuck yes. All right, have a seat. We're gonna be talking about who you're lying. All right, I'm I'll be all right back. And I just wheelie back into my lab while wearing my like robe. So it just like flows behind me, just being eccentric as fuck. Yeah. All right. And I just kind of make my way towards my room. Hey, Tuck, wake up. <coughs> um, fire, fire. Oh, where? <laughs> uh, oh, that's not funny. Hey, uh. Strom's back. No, that's less funny. Oh, holy shit, he is back. See, I wasn't lying. Anyway, I've got a, um, I got a, let me put, I've got a PowerPoint presentation I'm working on. Hold on, we'll be back. And Tane is not right back. So we can smash cut then to everyone waking up. You know, you've all woken up and made coffee and done whatever it is you need to do to, to kind of start this day and, and learn how to face it and deal with each other. How does that go, guys? There's a ping pong table in the middle of the room that has a uh, a laptop and a, and a little mini projector, and not like a good laptop, like something that's like you know, like over a decade old. Um, it's a little mini projector, like, <laughs> and I just have like on an empty wall, um, what we know presentation. <laughs> So when everyone like walks out with their coffee, they're just like they just see this thing, and they hear banging around in in the in the lab. Ugh, what is he dialed up for us today, Itzak? At this point, nothing would surprise me. Oh, you're both awake. Wonderful. All right, you got coffee. You got, you got all brewed up. All right. Uh, all right, we all then. <clears throat> what? Yeah, perfect. All right. So, um, listen. All right, I got this here, and I just, I like, I stand in front of the projector, so I'm blocking like it, and there's just the huge silhouette behind me. All right. So, um, what do we know? Well, what what information have we gathered? I've got to cut a bit, and I'm going to show you the presentation now. But what did you find out? You've been gone. I'm glad you're alive. Hey, good to see you. Um, so, um, what's what's up with you? First, let's cut there real quick. Um, <laughs> okay, I would love to take a quick digression now that we have. Tyson yes. Garris on board. Um, Thank you. Let's do a quick cutback because I love what you guys are doing, and we're going to have Tyson walk into this room here uh, yes. to join. Uh, up until then, Tyson, it's yeah. 
midday yesterday. Here's where we get this nice flashback where it's been like, where's Tyson, where's Tyson, where's Tyson? And as we see you kind of wake up in the safe house, um, we do a nice zoom into your face and flashback to the day before. You're on the internet. You're trolling bullshit. Um, the crew is loosely debating plans and things to do. And you're not really paying attention because what you have noticed that day is on that horse message board, on the kind of horse racing message board that you use to communicate primarily with Green, um, is a message for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, you know, four-year-old Arabian for sale. And it lays out a bunch of kind of numericals about weight and hand size, not hand size, but, you know, size, you know, height and hands that you sketch out real quick and notice that what you get is a, a set of coordinates across the city. Ooh, exciting. Knowing what to do and without really any further ado, you just kind of up and walk out the door. I mean, I don't see you saying goodbye to any of them. They're all off fucking around doing their own shit. Yeah, they're doing other things. They're busy. So you find yourself across town, um, across Kiev, across the river in Comfort Town, which is, as we've seen before, that really, it's kind of the up and coming, well, not say up and coming, it's kind of a trendier neighborhood with all the really brightly painted condominium complexes everywhere. It's on the east side of the river, and you find yourself sitting in a small cafe. What do you do while you just kind of sit here and stare at this intersection? What are you doing for about a half an hour? Uh, I'm going to... Uh have myself a little flashback and think back to, you know, arriving in Kiev, the beginning of this job, look around at the not exploded cafe and appreciate its beauty before something goes horrifically wrong, as I'm sure it's going to, and then kind of focus back in around me and realize that I've just been staring into a, a full cup of coffee for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, I think you get just that kind of rush of this used to be a nice, quiet town. Even for all the kind of dirt you guys did across Europe, this was a nice, always quiet place to go and relax and kind of keep your head down away from everyone. Uh, and Kiev is losing that very quickly. This is, you know, with, with the amount of heat and bullshit going on, you're becoming a lot more known than you'd like to be. I mean, the Brezhnevchiks know where you are now, at least the city. So you've got that kind of worry just there niggling at the back of your head. And not too much longer you notice a kind of a tall woman She's wearing this long gray jacket, and you watch. She she catches your eye because as she walks past across the street from you, it seems like she kind of catches a heel on a crack in the sidewalk, and she kind of goes down. And she but she recovers herself pretty quickly and keeps walking. But you see that as she does that, on the trash can next to where she just fell, is now this kind of chalk X that was not there before. Okay, um, I will uh, finish up my coffee, fold up the paper that I have with me and uh, walk across the street. And as I go to throw away the paper in the trash can, see if I can uh, spot a trail of breadcrumbs, so to speak. It is a simple, you know, this is a simple drop pass. Mm -hmm. She marked it. You've done a drop pass before. You've got a point in tradecraft. This is nothing new to you. Um, Oh, it's a dead drop. It's not not a follow. No, no. Yeah, it's a dead drop. Gotcha. Um, You go to throw your bag in the trash can. And as you do, you kind of reach your hand in and you feel this kind of small plastic case and you pull it out, take your walk kind of down the alleyway and you crack it open and there inside you see it's just kind of this small little, it's almost like the kind of plastic case you would get like the same size like you would get a drill bit case in, you know, if you uh, have ever owned you know, like a case of drill bits. Totally. You know, it's like the size of a calculator. Um, little ballistic plastic, it's lined with foam and inside you see just six little 
small little grains of rice, just not something of the plastic. Marvelous. A little bigger than a grain of rice, you know, definitely smaller than a fingernail, but they are what you wanted. You know, they're your, your little RFID tracking chips. Spectacular. With those on a little piece of soft green paper, kind of handwritten in darker green ink, because she's got to keep the theme going. Mm-hmm. It's just a little note for you. And it just says, um, after the last job went so well, I've got more work for you. Also, black is dead. That moves you up the ladder than black. Gee. And I'll, uh, I'll fold that piece of paper, light it on fire, and then use it to light a cigarette. Okay. And uh, with that, just start walking back towards the safe house. Because you missed a bit, um, where would you have gone last night? Or have you just been, have you been tinkering? What have you been doing that kind of necessitates you getting locked into your own world and not caring as shit is going on around you, as, as kind of people are off running errands? With all of the things that are happening, I've always considered myself a very logical man. You know, A squared plus B squared always equals C squared. That's just the laws of the universe. And so now to be existing in the time that we are and discovering the discoveries that we're finding, I find that I can't sleep so well at night. I'm getting a half an hour at a time and waking up in a cold, frantic sweat. So I'll just spend the better part of the night and the next day uh, walking around, chain-smoking, trying to get my head wrapped around what's going on um, until I push my body to a point of fatigue and uh, find somewhere dark and discreet off of cameras to have a little rest. You're just, like, sleeping rough, just, like, outside? You take, you know, you, I think you deposit the chips back at the safe house and make your way out walking and you find a little park, you know, um, curl up, wake up a little after dawn, um, after walking an evening and a night, you know, getting some food here and there, a cup of coffee and make your way back to the safe house. And as you open the door, there's Tane just, just geeked out of his head, you know, um, obviously he has not slept the night before with Tyson and, sorry, with uh, Strom and Yitzhak just sitting in a couple of folding chairs next to this ping-pong table projection screen. All righty. Hey, you! And a racquetball gets thrown at you. I'm probably a little bit too tired to effectively dodge that, and I bet I get hit. (laughs) Fuck! What was that for? Ding, boom, tick. Oh, Captain America, eat your heart out. <clears throat> All right, hey, you're here too. Perfect. Hey, you got any news? We're, we're about to have a confab. Confab, yeah, I like that word. Confab. <sighs> yes, Doctor, I have news and I need of your assistance whenever you're back in your right mind. For now, I'll just listen. Then, okay, um, I, I guess I'll start since you're all here. Um, all right, so, um, slide one. And, <laughs> like, I say the kachuk sound as I press the space bar to, like, make the next slide go. <laughs> All right, look here. And I show them, I, I'm going to show them in sequential order the different vampire blood samples that I've been gathering and get them up to speed with where I'm finally at. In rapid fire succession, it's a montage. There's fading in and out. There's looks of me frantically pointing with a laser pointer. There's scenes of them probably with their mouths slightly agape or one scowling at me. I think we know, Strom. <laughs> And basically, like, at the end, I just, <sighs> and that's why I think <sighs> that the reason maybe this last blood sample of the uh, Spanish fella, uh, Spaniard fella, is that uh, uh, he's a, either a, a, a more cleansed, per, per perfected batch, or uh, maybe 
even that um, my theorem of, of cobbled together uh, mishmash bullshit science is actually doing something. <sighs> okay. And that's where oh, I'm at. All right. Are you done? Yeah. I think I might need a nap. Yeah, no time to nap. We need to get all our shit. This place might be burned. Wait, why don't you say that first? (laughs) My eyes grow very wide when he says burned. You (laughs) seem so enthused. I just had to let you get through it. Jesus! And I just run right into my freaking lab again. You just hear shit, all sorts of shit flying. I'll follow into the lab and uh, like tap on the door frame with this case that I have. We have the chips. We need to put them into our skin. You're probably better at that than I am, Doc. Cool. Hey, let me see that. And I just, st- I just stab you randomly. <laughs> Give me that. Fuck. You're fine. Put a band-aid on it. I'll kiss it, boo-boo. I, I, I need to know if those are going to be traceable in any way, shape, or form. Not, I mean, yes, that's specifically their purpose, but not outside of my ability to track them. They're I mean, specific- if somebody is looking for that on my person, would they be able to find it? You know that they're going to give off a slight EF field or an EMF right. field, a little irradiation. Um, someone would have to kind of be looking for something like that. The average person, like the average counterintelligence unit is not going to find them unless they're really high tech and looking. Hey, where, where do you normally keep your phone? What, what pocket? Uh, inner breast. Perfect. Stab him there. You've already stabbed him. <laughs> yeah. You've stabbed me twice now, and I want it in my heel. Oh, shit. Well, all right. Start taking Later. off my boot. And just like that, we're out. <laughs> left. I don't even get to finishing it. I'm just bleeding. It's just, it's just randomly now. in your shoulder. All right. Well. Here's that, I guess. I'll have to extract later. We don't have time. It'll be fine. Long, long story short, I was in Litovich's. Gonna go ahead and call it his bedroom. Oh. That's where I got to quote unquote sleep last night. Oh, nice fancy bed. Whatever. Not quite. That sounds like anxiety. At this point, I haven't given him a reason not to trust me. So he's asked me to come back at dawn to wrap up the events of last night. He says he has a lead on who did what, and I'm going to be accompanying him to take care of the situation. I know I've been a little bit disconnected from you guys, and I'm sorry. I've been having a hard time, you know, really dealing with all of what we're, we've been seeing. I'm not built for this. Y'all are built fucking different, let me tell you. But what happened last night, I wasn't really around. So we broke into the hospital where we had a lead that some money was changing hands between Litovich and someone at the hospital. Oh, is this when you went and talked to the doctor lady? Yes. Well, talking with her led to... we, Her and I had a a, a little get-together, and... She works directly for Litovich. Oh. And she basically worked to recruit me. And so, being that that's what I've done for years, I infiltrated and I got in. 
and it was a meeting between Litovich and what I can only guess is six of the higher-end crime families in this area. He killed every single one of them with his bare hands. Oh. I'm sorry, what now? He ate bullets. Like, like, like literally. Like, he, he was shot, I couldn't tell you how many times, and acted like they were nerf darts bouncing off his chest. Christ. And that's... And right after that, I headed upstairs, and about five minutes later, you fellas made your entrance and caused quite the commotion there at the club. Yeah, I thought when you were saying that you had to go on by yourself, it was like you were trapped and we needed to get you. I'm sorry. It, It's fine. But after that, we got out the back, drove to that crypt, the Lisa Hora bunker, Mm-hmm. And that's where he sleeps. That's where his fucking casket was on a mound of dirt that looked very similar to that box of dirt we had. Do we still have that box of dirt? I don't remember. Um, I still have samples of that dirt, yes. Didn't we have everything from the box truck get offloaded here where we current like into our safe house? You yeah, guys- but we open the dirt out in the sunlight, and I don't remember what we did with it afterward. I believe you guys just kind of broke it open and just kind of left it. You dumped it and, and got rid of it. The weaponry, I believe, you gave to... To Yuri. To mm-hmm. Yuri, yeah, for his boys. Just kind of keep them safe. And what did I find out again? It was something along the lines of it's just it was, it's, it's rich soil and probably from, like, like, Eastern Europe is what we were getting. Uh, in the Siberian areas of Russia. That's okay. From from Siberian Russia, I believe. Uh, All right. So, um, Strom, uh, is there any chance that you might be able to somehow get a blood sample? And wait, wait. You know where the beast sleeps? Yes, he's in that key we have. I'm pretty sure gets entrance to the front door, the primary door to his place but after me and emily spent the night there and he was out and about doing god knows what he returned wiping blood from his face and stated that it was a productive night that i was to drop emily off which i did at a hotel run by the litovich family sholkov family sholkov family sorry at this point they actually might be the the Litovich family. <laughs> and that I was to meet him back there at dawn. And we were going to, because he had a lead on the people that did cause the commotion. And we were going to be taking care of it. And when I first met him, he seemed almost intrigued by who I might be kind of amused by a new player in the game. He was no longer amused. It was the rage I saw as he took bullet after bullet to the chest and just snapped a man's neck and caved his skull in. This is not a person to trifle with. We cannot kill this man head on. 
So we leave. You guys need to find somewhere safe to stay, at least for now. Tyson, can we, do we have security here? Can you monitor this place inside and out from that, your, your tablet? Yeah. Um, if you give me a little bit of time, I can set up a remote monitoring system, add a couple of simple cameras. Um, and I think I know a safe haven that we can go to for a few days at least. I've rented a motel, little shitty place just down the road, a ways to to store my car for the next couple of nights. I don't oh, know. Um, brief, brief interlude there. Did you give them a credit card with your name on it or a different name on it? It'd be just a different name. I need you to make a cover for that. Okay. Holy crap. I had an epiphany. If you're saying it's true and he fucking sleeps in a coffin full of dirt, then he's like full on Bram Stoker's, right? So what if that mean Spaniard man was like his own personal bug eater? I mean, um, uh, Renfield. That explains maybe why his blood's different. Hold on. And I just start once again my, my, like, I've been, like, have packed my gear and now I start unpacking my gear again and lost in thought and trying to figure this out. Ryan, do you remember the name I gave the cops? Uh, Daniel Astor. Perfect. That was kind of you. I was really hoping to see him flounder with that one. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a train spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Astor paid for that hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With all of that, then, what do you guys want to do? Wait. Um. So what's the layout of his um dump? Wait, we need to get the fuck out of here. That's what you're telling me first. We got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I pull a can of gasoline out from behind the, the sofa I was sleeping on. So I'm screwing the cap without saying I don't a word. think we're... Sorry, continue. Uh, without saying a word. No, Yitzhak, we need to see if they actually come here. Because they mentioned our former contacts in the uh, the the people that helped take down... Gosh. Oh, that that Pavel. worked with uh, Petra Oleshenko. Yeah. yeah. So I I start screwing the cap back on and then mother something about American hypocrisy. Yeah. Sorry, bad bad turn of phrase, I suppose. Um, but so I mean, we're possibly burned, and we should all run away, but keep a lookout just in case. Yes, because he said he can't make any moves during the day. That's pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. Just put my hands in my pockets. Does that mean we should make our move during the day? Yeah, which is why I'm saying we need to find a place now, and I need to be at the meeting place with him five minutes before dawn, 10 minutes, 30 minutes before dawn. I'll wait. I don't care. I can't be late. I accidentally you interrupted dusk. Him. Dusk, that's what I meant. Uh, uh, I accidentally interrupted him, and I thought I might die for it. So I'm not going to make him wait. So you're saying that we're not going to try to kill him during the daylight today, but you want to further establish your cover deeper and deeper into the vampire mafioso? I'm, I'm telling you, we can't kill this man head I on. Mean, what, what if we just like drill a hole in the top of his ceiling so when he wakes up, he's just like, ah, sunlight. I can drill a very big hole. <laughs> we we saw we drove didn't we drive by the 
or the the Lisohora? Didn't we see it's like a giant bunker? Um, it's a it's a bunker, and inside of it is like it's underneath a park. You know, it's like a it's as if someone put a bunker inside of Spencer's Butte. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, we've seen what we're dealing with. That that's not going to work. It's it's too public, and we have enough eyes on us as it is. Like we need to lay low for a bit and stay out of harm's way. Specifically, you guys. I mean, I'm just saying. I I know a guy. I can get construction worker outfits. Probably could probably hire a cat. You know, just get a you know nice uh, nice crane. Just start digging. You know. This so, you man single-handedly, single-handedly killed six mob bosses in a heartbeat. Why do we leave the country? You don't think he has a way to move about under there? I mean, I mean, see, I'm actually serious about this. Why, why, why don't we just leave the country? You guys can. Well, that makes me look like a dick. I, Emily, I don't like do- leaving jobs unfinished. The doctor, she's too deep and she doesn't understand what's happening. I, I believe she's believing in a greater cause than there is, and I, I can't leave her. I mean, I, I, I mean, I can understand that. I'm just all one put things into perspective here. Are any of us getting paid right now? It's a good point. I suppose not. Well, if you guys can find a job away from here right now, that might be a good idea. Oh, well. Conveniently, I happen to have a secondary safe house that we can all stay at, and also, uh, I might have just recently gotten contacted for a job. I mean, if if there's a time to bail, now is your time, and it's your last time, uh, I mean, you could probably pick up Lady Friend from Motel and be like, Hey, let's GTFO! Come on, we're not here to fuck spiders, let's get the fuck out! It's, It's gonna take some talking to get her to come with me. And I don't have that kind of time right now. I mean, what time? And I don't trust our ability to truly escape. I was found here in Kiev by some dickhead brothers with very little effort on their part. Imagine you know, what the Grand Master of a fucking vampire mafia can accomplish. Hey, when you say brothers, is this like a like a sibling thing, or is this like a fraternity, or like? There, it was a pair of sibling brothers. When I got kidnapped? Yeah, yeah, dick. Yeah, I remember that fresco to the back. Yeah. Yes, I was kidnapped by the younger dickhead brother. Oh, see, I wasn't sure if that was actually a blood relation. I'm so sorry that you have such a tough time with your family, mate. Oh, no, no, no. They're not my family. I just sent the <laughs> older brother to jail, and so the younger brother came after me. All right, so... You understand, I'm, they're just two brothers. They're just two brothers. I thought you were talking about he had two brothers, like there's three of them. I'm really like, no, hold on. Not three, uh, they're, no, it's just, they're I, just two I, brothers. Wait, wait, all right, no, don't let me get Hold on, let me light this up. All right, so. No, no we're, not, we're not going over the fucking family tree of some douchebag that you over. We're good. There's two branches. They're both on the fucking tree. That's all we know. His tree is in the fucking different garden. That's all we need to know. Okay, so um, I just want to make sure we're not doing anything today. We're going to help you further establish your cover, and we need to get the, uh, get out of here yes. now. All right, let's do it. Hey, Tyson. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, <clears throat> apropos of nothing, of course. Um, 
what's the surveillance system here set up like? I know you've talked about having a couple of cameras set up. Um, I it... don't think I've actually set up any surveillance in this set safe house. I've talked about going to like a, a radio shack or the Kiev equivalent and buying some simple cameras and setting them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know that I ever did it here in the actual safe house. Okay. Outside of my uh, drone, maybe sitting on a neighboring roof so that I can see the front door whenever I want to. Okay. That's good to know. <sighs> Fuck. Alright. Um, when we built the safe house, I don't think we built in a security system. Um, just thinking of, of kind of points spent, what we, you know, we wanted it, you guys wanted it to be isolated, stocked, you know, to have medical facilities. Having a, a working, you know, independent security system was really never part of the bargain. We went for more stealth and isolation, less actual shielding and, and offense. Right. And less kind of OPSEC on that side, less technological OPSEC. Mm-hmm. Can I, uh, can we maybe retcon that thinking about it? As soon as we had prisoners in this, well, as soon as we had prisoners in the safe house, I probably would have wanted to be able to keep an eye on them remotely. Let's look at preparedness in that point. Okay. This is a reasonable thing that you would have done, but we are now kind of a ways past any reasonable time to be doing this. Yes. Especially after literally just saying no. I always feel like preparedness is always that like, ah, but I have this. What? When did you get that? You don't remember? And then like someone just makes up a thing and they talk about a flashback scene where something did something slide a hand and you didn't spot it. You know, it's like... That is 100% preparedness. You know, um, <laughs> with, with, the, with the caveat of like, you can't pull a bazooka out of your tuxedo, you know? Um, <laughs> But with this, why don't you just give me a preparedness test? And this is only to kind of retcon that you have set up some sort of coverage here. Okay. Um, and- with, with who you are, you have the stuff to do it. You can set up a couple of cameras. You know, at the very least, watch the front door, kind of the main entryway, indoor and out, and, you know, something on the roof. I'm going to spend one point on this. Four. Okay. The system is not phenomenal by any means. Um, you didn't kind of go above and beyond setting this up. You were kind of rushed, and then you've had a lot of other things on your mind. But you do have a camera on the front, a camera on the inside. Your drone is kind of parked up whenever you, if you ever want to make a quick stroll around the block, which you do periodically. Yeah, I don't like smoking inside. Would you ever set this thing up? You know, if I have a home security camera, it'll ping every single time someone walks by. Um, if that's how you want it set up, or you can kind of disarm it. Is yours set to just kind of forever record does it just kind of ping on and only record when someone moves what's that look like for you so the front door camera i imagine is like in the as high up as it can be so it's kind of hidden and looking just straight down not out onto the street at all just directly down at the small space in front of the door Mm -hmm. um and then the one on the roof uh gives me just a general surveillance of the whole roof and i would have those two uh give me a little buzz if any, if there was any movement, and then the one inside, the ones inside would just be constant recording. Okay. And it's maybe like a ten foot by ten foot square outside of the front door that uh, the front door camera sees. That way, I wouldn't okay. get a bunch of stray notifications from like birds or pedestrians or dock workers or whatever. Okay, I think as this is all happening. Um... We get two separate things that go on for two of you. Um, one is you, Tyson. The roof camera, which just kind of picks up part of the street. You kind of hear there's been things going on, but you notice that you get a quick ping. A car goes by, nothing crazy. That happens periodically. And then about two minutes later, a car goes by. About 
two minutes later, you know, the third time a car has gone by and you've gotten these kind of successive tings more than usual. Mm-hmm. And I think that with a kind of with having electronic surveillance skill, you know, just kind of checking these things. Okay. You've got some, there's some cars out there. So traffic is starting to pick up. It's morning. Um, but you guys are in kind of a, a more secluded part of town. So you don't know who's driving by. You don't know anything about them, but you are starting to catch those pings. If it feels like a pretty consistent two minute thing, uh, after the third one, I'm going to put eyes on it and see and wait and try and track the vehicle and see if it's the same vehicle or if it's just daytime traffic happening. Um, are you firing up the drone or are you just kind of looking at footage? What are you doing? Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put the drone up in the air. Okay, make a surveillance check for me. Can do. Three. It's kind of hard to tell, you know. There's, it looks like there's a couple of cars on the block, nothing too crazy. Um, you can see one that, you see it kind of going past, kind of towards the end of the block, and it makes a left turn, and maybe it's somebody lost, you know. Nothing looks out of place, really. You can't make a good make on the car. You can't see there's any people inside. You don't get a good view of it at all. But that one is pretty much staying in the area. There's, uh, so that is the vehicle. Looks like it's made a couple of passes. Okay. Um, and there's one car as you're kind of going through old footage that looks like it pulled up maybe an hour ago. You didn't notice it on your way in. Looks like it kind of pulled up and it's just kind of been parked there, kind of on the other side of the street. Was I able to see if anyone got out of it from the video? Um, with that surveillance check, no. Okay. No, it's kind of just kind of off a little fuzzy out on the way out. Just the angle is not quite great on the, that rooftop security camera. Hey, Kane. Uh, oh, sorry. I was in a... We might have some company, boys. Seems like there's a little bit of traffic heavier than what I'm used to seeing at this time. Hey, Tane. <clears throat> what phone number does your mother-in-law have? Um, it's actually a specific burner phone, just for her. Okay. That phone rings. Hey... Hey, Abby. Good morning, Dan. Don't, um, <clears throat> I don't want to know where you are, but are you in Kiev? Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'd like to answer it. I'm, I'm really, I'm really busy. Can I call, can I call you back? Um. Don't bother calling me back, Dan. Turn on the news. And she just hangs up. Oh. Shit. Um, yeah. Okay, uh. Hi, um, what's on the telly? What's on the news? What's going on? And I just, like, shout that over to, like, Tyson's area. <laughs> Because he's a guy with the monitor all the time. Give me a second, and I'll pull up the fucking 18 things that I have going on my tablet, slide through them, and find the, the news. Yeah, you find, like, a local morning news, and there is one of the, there's, you know, there's a couple of breaking news stories. Um, one is a potential gangland bombing in the, you know, in the heart of Kiev, not far from the Motherland Monument, not far from Freedom Square, not far from anything. You know, a nightclub was exploded. You know, there's reports of multiple bodies being found inside. Yes, that sir. is a. Uh... Do you have anything to say about this? <clears throat> yeah, it was that. It, it sucked. What else did it say? I'll keep scrolling through. And then you see a headline um, that says "Expatriate Veterinarian Found Murdered Inside Own Office." And as you click into that, you get a little kind of a news reporting, like one of those little like corner bubble news videos. Ukrainian man. It just says. Dr. Jason Richards was found mutilated in his office last night, and a source close to the investigation, speaking anonymously, said that the KMP is working closely with Interpol to apprehend a suspect. Our source also tells us this murder closely matches a pair of brutal slangs in New Zealand from some years back. 
they do assure us that law enforcement will have this violent criminal in custody very soon. Back to you, Sophia. It just cuts away to somebody going, Club Munia, a nightclub reputed to have some gangland involvement, was the site of quite a commotion last night as numerous explosions rocked the building. And they just start talking again about the explosions in Club Munia. And for, you know, really the first time, I'd say, Tyson's mostly indifferent to most things. Uh, but in hearing these stories, his eyes grow wide and he starts shaking a little bit and uh, pulls some, you know, shitty old electronic device out of his pocket that he doesn't care much for, maybe an old burner phone or something, and just smashes it on the ground and screams out, This is why we need to be quiet. This is why I am trying to cover everything up. We can't go around blowing everything up. People will die people associated with us. I need you to make a stability four check for me there, Tyson. I can do that. Uh, do I just roll that? Yeah, you can spend stability points. Okay, right, right, right. Do, uh, let's spend two on that to try and maintain myself. Five. Okay. Um, it shakes you, but it's not, it is not brutally jarring, you know? This is uh, wildly unexpected, but you can deal with this. You've dealt with these things before. You've lost friends before. These... As a refresher, who was it that died? The doctor who came and patched me up. Oh. Someone you guys never met. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Yeah. Someone directly associated with me who I brought to Natalia's place, who, if he's dead, someone presumably, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this, but we, uh, I suspect this is from us being very loud recently. Hey, Tane. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out the number, but I think I need you to make a stability check too. Yeah. Hearing about those, uh, the murders in a similar fashion to what happened back home. I little... think let's do a stability two check for me. You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to roll it. Just, just going to roll. It. I think I got a scene I can, I can do for it too. I got a five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about you on the news in the death well, of this random doctor. Yeah, I, uh, like, they, yeah, they, 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 they brought up similar to two New Zealand deaths. Um, I'm just gonna, like, get very quiet, which I'm not normally, and just kind of, uh, hold on. Like, I just start, like, turning the ring on my finger back and forth nervously and just get really quiet and then, like, I am, um, well, shit, this is, um, yeah, no, we should be quiet. You're right. Um, I'm going to continue packing. If you guys have any favors to call in, now's the fucking time to do it. We need to shift blame. We need to fucking do something. Hey, Ryan, can using the wedding ring, can I gain some stability by using my symbol of stabi- stability? Yeah, of course you can. How does That's that, what that work baby again? is for. You, you just use it and you get one. And it's per, I don't remember, per operation or if it's per, per session, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, but yeah, you just take a moment. Uh, tell me about how this is helping you kind of regain your equilibrium. So yeah, as I as I like just like kind of wander back, and I hear Strom saying that, you know, call all your favors now. And I'm just like absentmindedly like yes, nodding, yeah, yeah, and I'll keep working at the ring, and I'll just kind of have um, a little mini panic attack because I have been up for about three days, and um, I'll just like I'll start packing something, and then just like throw it to the ground, hunker in the corner, and um, I'll just, like, replay the events of, of finding 
my family uh, on uh, in in my office. And but as I like, I'm trying to like kind of snap out of it and you know rolling high enough. Uh, basically, looking at the ring, I pull it off. And I look at the engraving inside and see their names um, of uh, Danielle and Tara. I will see their smiling faces. One flash, they kind of like give me a little hope. And I'll just get up and pick up what I've thrown on the ground. Sorry, I dropped something. It's fine. Tyson, you said we might have company. Yes. During this, I've just been kind of staring into the the news article, reading more about it, trying to garner any more information I could from it, possibly. Um, And then I'll open up all my tabs again, slide back to the surveillance, and uh, see if I can see that car still doing passes. Or see if I can still see cars doing passes, rather. Well, if this is... Some of Litovich's guys, I can't be sinking out of here. Uh, give me a minute. Uh, I, I walk back to my room and I cobble together a disguise. Make a disguise check for me. Yep. Got a four. Glad I spent three points. <laughs> Holy damn. Oh, fuck. Okay. You feel it's, pa- it's passable. You know, it's not great, but it's not the worst disguise you've ever had on you. Okay. So you've got a faint disguise. Yitzhak, how are you doing, bud? Just waking up. Um, Yitzhak is very worried about the very high doctor. Is doctor still in the lab? In the corner? Absent-mindedly picking up objects. Okay. I'd like to go to the doctor and kind of pull him aside. Away from the other two. Doctor, he's talk about killings in New Zealand. He's familiar? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, more familial. I see. He's follow you here, yes? Potentially. Well, it kind of changes my perspective on running. That, um, you know, says anything. If killing follow you here to doctor associated with special technical men, we have bigger problem. It's group they are after now. Yeah, um, whole thing's a rat's nest and we, um, we fell right in the middle. Hmm. Technical men. Hey, yeah. uh, here, take this, and I, I, I'm going to hand him, I'll spend a point of preparedness, but uh, I want to, or, or medic, but I want to hand him, like, a syringe of adrenaline. You're going to need this, old man? Thank you. Uh, that'd be pharmacy. You can have well, that. Pharma, okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll Add spend that to my inventory, for sure. That's a good one. <laughs> and one for me. <laughs> Computer man. Yes. You lose friend because we make too much noise, yes? Yes. And this... You lose friend in the same way as Dr. Man lose family? It would seem so. You used to be a veterinarian, right, Tane? Huh? What? Oh, right. You weren't. Never mind. Disregard that. Yeah, it would seem that I've lost my friend in the same way that he's lost his family. Did stop a dog once? It's another <laughs> death on my hands, friend. And for that, I'm sorry. But we have to read between the lines. If person who saw your friend and knew your friend was following us and killing the same way they killed Dr. Cannot not be related. Yes. I agree. We have to find this person, and we have to find out why they want us, and if they are related to these people that we are chasing now, before they make cover of our driver friend over here. I might be able to take a little heat off of us from at least, you know, the police in the area. It won't help much with the other problems that we're suffering through, but... This clandestine operation, it does not reek of police. I, um, I've got some people I can talk to, um, to help, uh, Maybe cause a distraction. Maybe uh, shift blame to other forces. That is my thought as well. 
Is the car they drove back uh, still parked here? Yes. We didn't leave it behind and burn it somewhere. <laughs> you guys never said you did. We we need to get this going now. That's right. I just said I took the long way home and took a, a weird course. Um, I um I grab one of my phones and I uh, I call Ivan Kravitz, my UK underground contact, the guy who first my 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 first fixer here in town. Okay. I have a, a three in him. That is the um uh basically my step cousin. It's the distant relative of uh, my mother-in-law. Ivan is, is a contact that Abigail used, one of your father-in-law's old contacts. There we go. That's um, right. That they used to help get you into the Ukraine and out of New Zealand. When, when you got out of New Zealand, that's how they got you into the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, she knew that you were innocent, no matter how much she likes you or not. Doesn't. That's where you started there. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll call him up and be like, Big eye, this is little T. I got too much bling, and I need a bit of a scuffle shuffle. Little T, what are you, what, what, what did, are you watching the TV shows again? I don't know what this is. I, I need a shell game. Oh, that I know, that, yes, okay, yes, the, the game of shells, yes. Yeah, we, we, Left, need, right, we need, three quarter turnaround, sure. Yeah, we, we need to um, play some misdirection where um, um, me and my mates are in a bit of a tight uh, spot and uh, hoping to get out of the hot water. I'm going to throw all the analogies at you. This is so much. This is like a, a buffet of... I'm getting a barrage of metaphor here. Like oh. It's like someone took a shotgun of different phrases and shot them at me, and I'm hit with all of them right now. Thankfully, one, maybe two, penetrate the brain pan. So... I may be dead, but I know what you're saying. So, okay. When? Um, ASAP. Where? Um, let's see. Um, remember that one time I went to one place where we went after the bar when you threw up on the mob, opposite mob guy's wife? I do remember that. Remember when we got you all, um, patched up and, uh, and, and got your tummy all settled? Yes. You hit the anti-nausea pills. First time ever having one. Tastes like lemon lime. Yeah, and the um the stab wound. You know, in the time. I have stab wound before. I have stab wound before. Never had an anti-nausea pill before that day. It was wonderful. But yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> so you think you need a couple of men in cars? What you thinking? Um. Yeah. If um. Hey. Uh. What. What you making? Uh. What. What making model? We are going to be jumping out of here in. And basically, uh, get Strom's uh car. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. Whatever that kind of random yeah. car he's got. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not my car. It's the car you guys brought back from Clubmonia. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, make and model. Here it is. Okay. Um, I'll see you there in like half an hour. We'll hold them off. Okay, don't die. You're not going to... Are you... You're not yeah, going to yeah, die, it's a right? high, pro- high probability. 20 would be nicer. Uh, as fast as I can. What skill? What are we trying to get him to do here? Uh, so we are going to... Uh... Driving? I'm thinking driving, yeah, because it's basically it's okay. like I want like two other cars, to, you know, it's like or uh, or however many he can acquire of our make and model, and it's just everyone driving in the same area, then everyone changing lanes and shifting, and and we all get out of there. Yeah, a real Italian job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I wanted to give a driving scene to Strom, with possible <laughs> Molotov cocktails flying out the back. No Molotov cocktails. That's what got us into this mess. Specifically, the problem. That was napalm. It's a little different. <laughs> okay. 
It's the problem. <laughs> I want an action spy thriller. You guys are We're not following the, the Bucharest rules. We are in the tense scene, damn it. <laughs> I can't believe you want to run away. Okay. <laughs> uh, how much of my contact should I use? Uh, like uh, two, two points? That's up to you. Um, remember, when you use all their points, they're up for grabs. We'll put one point. This is low maintenance. And all it is is someone to roll 1d6 and then add that to their roll. No, put in two. <laughs> okay. You guys kind of come in. Uh, the car is inside. Did you park, did you park the car inside the safe house? Remind me. You do, don't you? I be- yeah, I believe so. Inside the Quonset hut. So now are you all getting in the same car as Strom? Yeah, I, I think it'd be safest. Okay, just making sure. Where where are we going currently? To uh, your safe away house? from here. Your safe house, I believe. Okay, perfect. Hey, where are you taking them? So then, yeah. Uh, to Natalia. I need to call her first, though. Okay. I think while you do that phone call, the rest of them are breaking everything down. You guys are, you know taking things out that identify you specifically. You're taking this, you're closing down a safe house like you would any kind, just much faster, you know? Not that you ever break down a safe house quickly or, you know, slowly. No one ever does this in an afternoon. But as you're all taking the next 15 minutes, knowing that you're going to be hopefully out here in about 20, uh, Tyson, you get a phone call to Natalia. She goes, hello. I have three fresh intakes coming with me. We're Tyson? all fine. We're all, yes. Yes, Natalia. <sighs> We're all fine. Nothing is as chaotic as before, but they, they we'll blew up that club. The club you the club you took us to it's exploded. Yeah, I didn't do that. Oh, push my. <laughs> uh, we're gonna need to borrow two rooms. I'll uh keep you uh updated on our on our ETA. Um, I can put you up for maybe a day. That's at most. That's all. That's fine. That's all we need to figure out a couple of things. Okay. I appreciate all of your convenience. Yeah. We also read more about local news, specifically obits. You'll recognize a face, and because of that, I won't be coming around much for a while. After today. Tyson, is everything okay? Everything's fine. And I'll hang up the phone and go back to packing. Okay. So I think at the appointed time, in about 25 minutes, two matching cars, let's call them, um, they're like light gray Datsuns. I don't know enough Russian cars aside from like Ladas. You know what? No, they're Citroens. You guys are driving French cars in the Ukraine. Hell yeah. You know, two light gray Citroens pull up that match the one that's inside of your safe house right now, all within a year of each other, you know? And uh, who opens up the garage door for them? I got it. I have very little to pack. Okay. Um, make a sense trouble check for me, would you? The one. Oh, no. Okay. I am hungover. Fuck. I am hungover. My old eyes. <laughs> <clears throat> so as you go to slide this door open, they bring the two cars in, and you just kind of turn your back and go to slide this door down, and you just hear, just revving up on you, says, as this van just kind of comes roaring up from wherever it was on this street to just right in front of you right now. Um, and there is that kind of the slide of a door as this thing just opens up. So you get this, you know, you hear all that as you're bringing this door downstairs. It's nice. The, 
of like doors opening and this, this sliding glass door closing. And sliding as that closes, or sorry, the, the garage door, glass doors, garage doors, they all start with G. Van door, garage door, okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you bring the garage door down as the van doors kind of open up and these kind of two cars pull in, they kill their engines. And Tane, you recognize Ivan as he gets out and he goes, what the fuck was that? Get behind cover. Oh, shit. And you hear this really loud, just like, whatever the kind of rallying sound of this, just this kicking, bashing sound on this garage door. And you hear this muffled kind of shouting through it. It's just a, if you come out now, we might not kick your fucking heads off, yeah? Yeah? Smash, 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 smash. You've got the, the count of uh, 10, 9, 8. And there's just this, like, the rat-a-tat of, like, some machine gun fire. It's just holes punctured through this garage door. Can I get into my drone and see how many combatants we have? You can. So as you kind of check your cameras, you see that there was, once that garage door came up, that van that was kind of down the street just, like, floored it and just rolled in, seeing that you guys appeared to be moving. And now in front of you, kind of from the door cam, you can see, you know, this young, track-suited Russian gangster kind of blonde hair sitting there just like looking juiced at the front of this place. He's got a, you know, uh, he's got like an AK-47 with a folding stock. He just burst into the garage door and standing around him is about five other just Russian thugs all looking more the mobster type than the, than the vampire type for the moment. Um, but he is just, he's like doing that thing where he's like bouncing on the balls of his feet. And he's flexing his shoulders and you can see him screaming and yelling. You guys can hear him yelling. He's having a road um, rage. Kind of, he is, uh, he's amped up on something. And you see kind of as your drone footage, you kind of pop up and you can see that they're making their way. You know, two of them are sitting there at the garage door and they're starting to make their way over to the front door just to the side of it. Uh, I'll quickly relay uh, six big swinging dicks outside there, boys. Get ready for a fun time. Hibernation is over. And I will get behind some cover. Uh, and pull out my tiny little shitty pistol and get ready to fucking shoot somebody coming through a door. What's everybody using for for fighting? Unless you want to do something else. Uh, I got a Beretta 9 mil. Okay, so we got a shooting for our boy Strom. Shooting a 4? Actually. I would like to spend a point of preparedness, please. Okay. And in my meager possessions that all fit into a single duffel bag, haphazardly so, most of which should probably not be in a duffel bag together. I'm going to pull out <laughs> an, a Draco, little baby AK, about an eight-inch barrel with drum mag attached to it, 75 rounds, incendiary. <laughs> for Those the incendiary rounds, mm-hmm. make this preparedness roll for me. Gladly. Um, this is going to be a high difficulty. Okay. I... You're in the eastern block, which helps. I can spend the point that I have on such role. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's it. Yeah. Okay. It's a general ability. So we're going to want a five on this thing. Okay. Then I'm going to spend some of my general points, if I may, that I earned at the end of the last session. Yeah. Your experience. Yeah. Yes, please. I will raise my preparedness to four with three of those points, if that's possible. Do you, boo. Okay. And I will spend three of those points to save myself okay. one more. So that's a 1d6 plus 3, correct? I got a 1 again. Oh, I fuck. And I thought um, it never jammed. You were... 
you are loaded for bear on AK rounds. You got enough sub to drown a boat. Um, you could not get a hold of those Draco rounds. Okay. Just the Draco then, no incendiary. Ukraine's locked itself up lately, and it's just been a hard push. I wonder whose fault that was, burning shit down all over the place. And we're going to smoke this fire, I guess. Okay. Uh, Tane, you're using weapons? Yes. Uh, I wanted to alter, as opposed to posting up with a pistol, because I'm fucking miserable with it. Uh, I want to stand by a doorway with my baton out and my stiletto out, one in each hand, ready to uh, ready to stab up into the first guy and begin bludgeoning the next. Okay, we'll drop you into weapons too, bud. Starting this match, we've got Yitzhak, Tane, and Tyson all at eight. Yitzhak uh, being the only one at range. I'm by the door, correct? Where do you guys want to be, having heard all of this go off? I mean, you've got a solid 15 seconds of this guy banging, yelling. Uh, you know, the, the door smashes, banging, yelling, gunfire, banging, yelling. Where are you? Uh, I want to be over, like, back behind. Uh, you know, we'll flip the table. Probably the fucking ping pong table. Uh, kind of diagonally to where I, like, can get behind it and have full cover from the garage door and the, the front door. Okay. Yeah, just kind of put it at that angle. That works. Yeah. Yeah, because I think where we are now, just based off layout for this thing, is you guys have been in that big open space where you had, where you've had your prisoners chained up, where the cars would park. You're not really inside the safe house; you're more in that front parking area, um, and getting ready to go. So, ping pong table's up on its side. There's the two cars in there, so there's cover that you guys have. Perfect. Okay, so Yitzhak, you're first. Door still closed. Door is still closed. You guys, this is your guys' chance to make a jump. And there is another small door. The, like a, like a man not door. a bay door, but just a regular door to the soft to the side of it. Yep. I'm going to post up at that door, and I'm going to wait for that garage door to open. Okay. I'd like to crack it. Wait, opening out or opening in? Um, it opens out. This was okay. built as a commercial building. We've decided. Perfect. Perfect. I'm just going to crack it. And just get my weapon ready. Okay. As you crack it, you see there's just the movement of like two bodies as they're coming up to the side. To that door? Yeah, yeah. They're like kind of on their way. You can just kind of see them starting to flicker. They're, they're, they're approaching me. They're coming up on me. Yeah, they want to come to that man door. They're on their way. All right. I'm going to commence to the hip fire drum mag, mag dump on these guys if I can. So have you checked the thriller combat rules? No. So there is auto fire. Typically, you can just shoot, you know, one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do suppressive fire where you can just basically say this whole area is, if you try and come in here to make a flag strike not to get shot, which you can do that to just suppress that door. Your other option is that you can spend shooting and either, either or you can shoot both targets and kind of do same damage to both. You can shoot one target and do multiple damage of damage to them, that kind of thing. That's how you can do a mag dump. That's how you can walk into a room and just decimate a crowd. Okay. So that is on page 218 if you want to scope it. But what it is is spend three shooting to either add one extra die of damage to the target, and then you can spend three shooting per one extra target within three meters of the initial target. Okay. So you've got kind of two guys coming right up there that you can, if you're going to open this door, you can see them. Um, I mean, cracking, you'll see them if you just decide to, instead of cracking, if you want to open this door into them, you're going to see these two, you know, these two mafia goons coming in. Okay. I will open that door, and I'm going to start shooting the first guy, and hopefully also the second guy. Okay. I will make that spend. Okay, so make your first attack as you would. Okay. 
And that's flat-footed? The spend is to get the shot, like the, the attacks? Your first one is normal. Copy that. And then if you decide you want to do more damage to that guy, you can you know, spend three points and do more damage. If you decide you want Got to go it. to shoot the next guy, you spend three points and make a roll. All right. I kick that door open, pull up that AK, and I take some shots at the first guy and I roll a five. Hits, man. Roll some damage on that fool. Okay. 1d6? 1d6 plus... Plus two for a submachine gun? Yeah. This would be a rifle round. This would be a 762 by 39 but in a shorter package, or as I like to call it, a chopper. Yeah, it's not a heavy firearm, so it's a plus one. Okay. 1d6 plus one damage for the first guy. It's going to be seven. Seven, d six. Solid open shot. Um, you just kick open this door, and this dude's not prepared at all, as you just kind of pull up this AK and just plug him, just square the chest, and you watch him just, like, look at you in surprise, and then just fall and crumple. And the guy next to him just looks at you, and he swings his pistol up. I'm going to make that spend and try to take that second guy out. Okay, so spend three points. Copy that. And then make your roll all right. with any additional points you want to spend. Okay, so that cost me three points to make the second attack, correct? Yeah, correct. just to roll. Yep. Just to roll, just to get the opportunity to roll. Yep. Five. I'm going to burn two more on this attack. I rolled a five for a total of seven again. Hell yeah. Okay, roll damage on this guy. 1d6 plus one. Etox got a lot to make up for. Three plus one for four. You just come up and you sweep your rifle off of the guy who just dropped and just smoothly swap targets and just drill another round right into this guy. And you catch him high in the shoulder. And you watch as he just kind of crumples to the ground. And he's not, he's not down and out, but he is just definitely dropped and less of a threat right now. And with a quick assessment, you know, through the doorway. Because you're in the doorway, aren't you? Yep. Leaning around the, 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 um, the door frame, using the frame as a bridge for the weapon. You look to the side and you can see kind of fiddling with the garage door is Vukov Shulkov, the kid. And there are three more. There's kind of one more mook headed towards you. And there's two mooks just kind of flanking him, just kind of with guns raised, just aimed at the doorway, ready. Okay. And that's what you see. And then we're going to jump to Tane. Well, actually, Tane or Tyson, who wants to go? Tyson, you're more than welcome. All righty. Uh, I was going to be on, uh, next to the door on the, uh, not on the hinge side, but on the opening side of it. So uh, not mm-hmm. being able to see out, but seeing that the spray just happened, uh, I'll just look at Yitzhak and, uh, you know, back up, let them in. Let me do something, just keep me covered. And I'll wait until, wait there with knife in hand until someone comes in uh, okay. to do something, because I don't really want to walk out there with a bunch of dudes shooting at me. Seems like a bad time. I don't blame you. Give them the nod. Is there like a hold action? Let's just say that, I don't know if you can or not, but let's just say that you can for today, and we'll change that if we have to. Deal. So then you're going to put yourself at the bottom of the list, which means next up is Tane. So, in quick summary, they're still on the other side of the of the door. It's just opened, and they've they sprayed a whole bunch of lead inside. Um, so bullets got fired at the garage door, and there's kind of you know the shafts of light now pinging through that thin garage door. Mm-hmm. Um, as there's an arc of fire, it's kind of high up. It wasn't meant to really shoot anybody. It was just a kind of aggroed out warning. The door that was opened from where you are to the left from the inside. This door to the left of the garage door has been opened. Yitzhak and Tyson are there, kind of posted up on either side. Yitzhak with, out of nowhere, just this nice assault rifle he just yanked out of a duffel bag. They've got it posted up. He's dropped shots out of it. You know, there's, there's kind of a, a crying and yelling from out front. Okay. Um, <laughs> then uh, what I'll do is um, I'm going to um, 
duck off to the side and hide in front of the um uh the engine block of one of the new cars that just showed up. Um does that still get me a good view of the opening that the uh the others are stationed up at? Yeah. Side door. Yeah. And- um tucked behind a car, you know, you've got cover. You can see the whole field of, you know, what would be the field of battle. And in my coked out mind, I think I can do this. And I'm going to pull out a can of Fresca and I'm going to roll it gently. Uh, so that way I'm going to try to time it. So that way when the enemy comes walking through the doorway, they'll slip on, they'll roll on the can fucking home alone style. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Says Mr. I want an action thriller spy movie. Just roll a can of Fresca out there. Home Alone is a thriller. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he... he wanted it. He's getting it. It's, it's what it is now. Yeah. As you do that, Ivan just kind of cocks his head over at you amidst all of this. And he and his buddy who was driving the other car are both just like tucked behind the car next to you. And they're just like, the fuck? And they both, you know, like they got, you know, they each got a hand on a pistol and they're just so confused seeing you do this. Uh, I got a four. I mean, you roll this can out, bud. Like, it's not the... <laughs> Just hoping the timing works. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> exactly. Check. Yeah. They'll just kick it out of the way and just move it. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Yitzhak, you need to make him fresca grenades. Oh, sweet Christ. Okay. Can do. There we go to Strom. Oh! <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to hold my action as well. Okay, we're going to drop you behind Tyson. Basically, my thought process is he cannot see me well. <laughs> I know I'm wearing a disguise, but that's the one real person I can't have fucking see me. Okay. Are you just kind of holding alone? Are you taking like full cover behind a car, just like ducking entirely? Behind the, the table. The table? Okay. Oh no, my projector. That projector ain't got shit now. Let me make a roll. Um, you hear just this... Uh, awful grating breaking sound um and you watch as these fingers just pry themselves under this garage door and there's just this and there's this you hear like you know chains break somewhere and this garage door gets flung up in the air for fuck's sake and there in front of you just like veins bulging out in his neck looking just jacked up to the gills is Vukov Shokov. Now, for you all to see, and just, you know, this very nice black and white tracksuit, um, you can see it looks like there's body armor underneath. It's like unzipped on top. He throws it, and then he kind of immediately like, grabs the kind of the AK off its sling and pulls it up front and just is just like laughing maniacally, just looking just insane as I'll get out. But that was his turn. He's a fucking Renfield. Then we go to the thug's turns. Yitzhak, the thug on the ground, is going to make a shot at you. For a five. E. He, he like is kind of on the ground. He hits his other arm. He just kind of pulls it up and drops a shot and just kind of wings you. Did you guys throw on body armor as you were all prepping to leave? Yeah, I figured I had my, uh, my small one, the easily, <clears throat> easily concealed one on. Yeah, it's, I, I kind of assumed it was a reasonable assumption that, you know, knowing what you guys were going to go be doing, you would kind of armor up, but I wanted to make sure. Yitzhak, uh, you know, it kind of thuds into your armor. You've been you've been punished harder than that. It's just a flat damage of two. Uh, with the garage door open, 
there's at this point really now there's kind of this gaping hole. There's light floods in. Um, what was it? Kind of dim garages now, very well lit. One of the ones closest to you and closest to you, Tyson, just kind of pulls up an AK, just licks a quick shot, kind of startled by you being right there. They knew Yitzhak was there. They didn't know you were there. And it just pings harmlessly off the concrete next to you. Tane, you know, you hear this, this kind of a ping and whine as this bullet just kind of wings off the car in front of you as you're ducking back down. You watch as the, the guy next to Ivan, kind of his buddy, is just kind of poking one head up and looking. And he just takes a shot just right across his shoulder and he just drops like, oh shit, oh god. As he just kind of falls to the ground bleeding. Um, and kind of all three of those gunmen just kind of fade off to the sides of the garage as they can. And you watch as Vukov just kind of does a quick scan. Oh, he's already went. Never mind. He is uh, staying where he was. Now we cut to Tyson. No mook stood on a freaking can. Darn. <laughs> okay, so a couple of them have come into the garage now then? Um, they're all just kind of piling up in that kind of wall near you. There's, there's two guys piled up on the wall near you. There's one on the other side of the garage door. Awesome. I want to uh, reach forward and grab one by the closest one to me. I'll slink up to him, grab him by the collar, and try and uh, jam a knife up through the bottom of his jaw. Yeah, give me that weapons attack, bro. Cool. Plus three difficulty for a throat call chat. <laughs> well, nine. Damn. Got a nine? That's three throats. <laughs> Call it a triple throat. Oh my gosh. That's plus two damage to your weapon roll or your damage roll. Um I should have it denoted, but I don't have it denoted. What does a dagger do? Or a knife? A uh, knife does a D6 negative one. Minus one. one D6. So you're doing D6 plus one. Cool. Yeah, total. We're gonna need a sarcophagus for that esophagus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And that's a three. He is not uh, expecting you to just advance on him um, as you just kind of come with a knife and you get this nice wicked gash along the side of his neck. And he just kind of takes it, pushes your hand away before you can just like get right into the throat and just murder him completely. Um, He knocks your hand out of the way and kind of shoves you back and goes down to kind of pull up his rifle. Now, if that had been a sword, it would have been a plus one instead of a negative one. (laughs) He's got to get our boy a sword. I did want to, like, collar him and pull him close to me. Could we make an athletics check about whether or not I succeed in that? So that is a separate attack. Yeah, so that's a grapple. It's a hand-to-hand. It's a smash or throw. We do a hand-to-hand attack for that. All right, never mind. Okay. Let's go to Strom. Um, Keeping as concealed as I can behind my table, Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going take a shot at one of the nearest uh, one of the thugs that is can I see any of the thugs that have been injured? Yeah, you can definitely see the one he just stabbed. Cool, I'll take a shot at him. Alright. Give me that attack roll, baby. Four. That hits, you just come right up and boop, just kind of stand up and take a shot. Roll damage. Where I just kind of peek around the side of the table, like I said, I'm trying to stay as far out of sight from your nose, or not what's his nose as possible is it so it's one of those just like the top of the head and like your whole arm just kind of comes out around the side you just like sight with one eye yeah exactly just fucking boop (laughs) and i fucking crush him (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. Tyson just comes in and just sticks him in the neck and you watch him take a half step kind of over and not fall down. And you're like, Oh fuck that guy. And Tyson, you just watch this guy just go from like starting to ready up and pull to just shot almost right where you stabbed him right in the neck as this guy just falls to the ground crumpled, just like dead. Excellent. Just like someone unplugged him. Only back behind the table. Okay. Seeing that, I take a mental note of I need to talk to Yitzhak about somehow to make small explosive daggers that I can just leave in people. <laughs> what? Um, I second this idea. Um, through, the, through your headphones, listeners, you can hear Yitzhak nodding loudly because he's old and his neck creaks. <laughs> he's nodding furiously. My god. Okay. Um, then we go back around to Yitzhak. All right, so I'm posted up on the door frame. Mm-hmm. One of the still injured and still alive goons is aiming at me, right? Yes, yeah, he just shot you. I'm going to turn this dude into dust, but not with an explosive. Quick, quick question. Do uh, the, the two drivers of the other cars, are they just fucking burrowing up? Well, one got shot in the shoulder and peeled off and hid behind the, uh, the vehicle. Well, they're both hit behind the vehicle with Tane, kind of in the yeah. in the low combatants area so far. Okay, so they're not they're not popping shots or anything. They're not. No, no. I think there's a kind of a, a hurried conversation with Ivan to Tane of like, "What the fuck is this? Way worse than I thought." I like, did not expect it to be uh, this, like hot as frying pan into yeah, fire. Um, neither did I. I thought we were just going to get on a, a nice fun drive. <laughs> very fun, very fun, and then it just. Uh, Come back to Yitzhak. Flat-footed. I rolled a four. That hits. All right. 1d6 plus one. Correct? Yes, sir. Natty two for a three. Okay. Yeah, he just kind of started to push himself up off the ground, looking real bad. You know, he just shot you. Now he's trying to get the cover. And you just drill him right in the back. He's starting to kind of turn himself over. And he's just like, kicks to the ground and, goes, and just kicks to the ground and falls and just kind of starts to drag himself a little bit before he just bleeds out and falls down right there. Tane. Hi. So where to do the thing, huh? <laughs> um, okay, so we've got enemies coming towards the doorway. Uh, big fight exchange there between our comrades and them. The big guy is still just standing there uh, where the, he ripped off the garage door? Yes. Yeah, he didn't have a chance to move. That was pretty much his whole thing. So he's just on the other side of the cars from where we're at. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, he's pretty close. Um, let's see. D- uh, are we able to use the thriller combat options? Is that a thing? Every, every day of our lives. Okay. I want to do faint. I give up my attack for a round, and I spend hand-to-hand or weapons one point per minus one to foe's threat, hit threshold and applies to all attacks, including allies, until the end of the next round. So every, okay. like, I'm, if I spend two points in, uh, in my weapons, which is all I have left, it's going to give him a minus two mm-hmm. threshold to make him easier to hit. And what I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going to pop up and I'm, I just hurl with as much might as I can my fucking goddamn uh, racket ball in his face. <laughs> just to distract him. <laughs> Perfect. And yeah, I don't need to uh, roll anything. It just happens. No, you just spent it. That's your turn. So you just And then I duck up. back down. 
And you just if you would have said reach into your pocket and pulled out a handful of sand, you would have been my hero. <laughs> I wish I had pocket sand, but I I didn't see it as logical at this point for his zaniness. But he will after this. <laughs> okay, so that lowers Vukov's hit threshold by two. Hell yeah. All right. Then it's going to be his turn. He kind of, you watch this, he just kind of goes to swat this racquetball out of his face. And then he just hauls ass over to Yitzhak and Tyson. I mean, he's not very far away by any means, but he runs up to Tyson. You're in front of Yitzhak. God damn it. Of course. Yes. And the way this is, because door side versus hinge side. Uh-huh. Um, Yitzhak being on the far left, Tyson on the right, and then we get uh, Vukov in the middle. Wait, does he step on the can? <laughs> no. No one steps sorry. on the can, my man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, here's what we're gonna do. No, he does this, not roll on the this can. This guy rolled a gotta, one. With a, on a six on a luck roll, he did not step on the can. Yeah, no, he's good. <laughs> in fact, he sees it, and you watch him just like boot it, and it flies off to the side, and just like explodes against the wall. Wasting beautiful fresca. No. And he's gonna run up and shoot you. Just just point blank, Tyson. Sick. Well he's running up. Doesn't Tyson get a chance to Tyson doesn't have a gun. I have a gun on my person, just not drawn. Yeah, if you ran up to you, you would get to unload your clip into him. I mean, is he getting within stabbing range? Can I just stab him when he gets close to me? On your turn, yes. All right running up to point-blank range, he's going to run up and shoot you. Which gives the d6 plus one plus two for seven. Fuck. Minus one because I'm a soft boy armor? Hell yeah, you got your soft boy armor. Cool. Oh, ouch. So much ouch. It's a bad time. I'm not having a good time. Okay, but that is his turn. Now he is engaged with you. And then we go to thugs. What's left of them? Well, we've got one next to you guys now that Vukov is over there, though. Two left, yeah. So there's one kind of posted up next to the other garage door. He's actually going to take a shot at you, Strom. You watch as he's kind of... He's doing that thing where he kind of pokes his head out, brings his head out, raises his gun, brings his head out. Sits there for a four. Yes, because I'm in full cover. That's right. You're entirely in full cover. Woo! So, yeah. So he kind of pulls up, and this bullet just kind of punches through this super thin ping-pong table. And it just goes, it's one of those great movie moments where like, you're sitting there like, oh, cool. And it just goes right in front of your eyes, just a spray of fiberglass. And that's his turn. The other one um, is going to shoot at Yitzhak. For four? Yes. Is that a hit or a miss? Yitzhak, that hits? Threshold is four. Okay. Takes six damage. Ooh! Oh, shit. Minus one for your armor. It's only five. As he just kind of, you watch as he comes around the other side of the door, and you guys are kind of just... Just far enough away, um, and he just kind of aims real quick and just pop, and just gets you. I don't know. It just, it just you feel like you have a rib just kind of separate a little bit, and you're just like, oh, as it just gets right in you. Look that bad. Looking good. Must have sprayed a whole bunch of the wood from that door frame right in my face. Tyson, you're up, buddy. Okay, I am currently reading support moves. Does not look like. All right. Uh. Man, there's not really a lot of options other than uh, just, you know, trying to stab this guy and roll out of uh, his immediate line of sight to some actual cover. Uh, is the van that they piled out of outside still? It is outside. Cool. Uh, after 
getting shot in the chest a bunch and probably being staggered to the ground a little bit. I'm going to reach forward and just try and stab him uh, in the knee. I'd like to hinder his movement. And then I want to run cool. out and take some cover behind the van. Yeah, so that's a plus three to your, to your hit threshold. Okay. Not a fair. Um, but that's a negative two, too. He's got a negative two right now already, so. So it's only plus one. Okay, so let's put two points into that. Seven. That hits. Are you, so you're stabbing him in the knee or are you batoning him in the knee? Just for um, flavor's sake. Stabbing. I want to stab through and leave my knife in his knee. Okay. Sick. All right, go ahead and roll damage. Do, uh, is there bonus damage for this called shot? Plus two for a joint. Dope. That does four points of damage. Nice. You just kind of bring your knife down and you stick it right into the side of his kneecap and he just yells out furiously in pain. It's just like, Wah! and he stares at you as you just kind of take that peel out and just dodge around the corner from him. Dope. And I will then draw my uh, sidearm and be pistol and baton. It's something I just want to say, if you guys are looking to be more evasive in a fight, uh, you can spend two athletics, uh, athletic points, and for every two you spend, it increases your hit threshold by one for a maximum of an increased three. Cool. So if you have athletics to spend, you can so make yourself I'm, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. Serpent to spend. Let me go ahead and add uh, two points to my hit threshold by spending four in that. Oh, that is wonderful. Okay. Damage. That's awesome. Gives you a, so you're a six for right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, plus full cover behind the van. Yeah, and you've talked behind the van. Yeah, you are. You're out of reach for this guy right now. And we dropped two strong. Uh, I'm going to peek out and take a shot at... What's the guy's name? The main guy? Vukov. Yeah, Vukov. I'm going to take a shot at him. I'm going to spend all four points in my shooting. I'm going to spend three points in my shooting to overall give me a plus two, and I'm going to attempt to disarm him. So if I hit... Shooting the weapon is probably damaged and certainly knocked free. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so roll with a plus two for me. Yeah, it's a crit, not that's a crit an eight. Hit. Max, you so yeah, you just come up and he's got that AK as Tyson rolls out and he's kind of he's doing that thing where he's kind of like moving on his knee and he has the gun out and you just pull and do that kind of one arm out the side of the ping pong table and pop and you just shoot and you get this AK right in the upper. And you watch it just kind of like splinter in his hands and just the metal just goes, you know, it tings off and it's all, it's busted. Like this thing is not going to fire right now. It just goes, knocks right out of his hands. And he looks just like super confused and like looks over in your direction and sees you kind of back, yourself back table, in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to spend the two athletics to increase my threshold by my one. <laughs> okay. That makes that the end of the round. Yitzhak, you're oh, up. Oh, wait. No, I didn't get to go. Tane, you're after Yitzhak. Yeah, so he should have went before me. But didn't we do Yitzhak Tane through his thing? Yeah, you did the Fane. Renfield, Thugs, Tyson, Strom. Next round is Tyson is Yitzhak. Oh yeah, that's right. That's how we had the plus two. Oh, yeah. you guys moved in the initiative order. Yeah, last they time. jumped to the bottom. Yep. Yeah, that, that's what threw me off. Okay, okay. Oh okay. yeah, you're you're good, buddy. Alright, so the big dude by the door. Yeah, he's about four feet from you, five feet from you. Okay. And he is Facing towards the garage door, correct? He's facing in towards the bay. Yeah, he's he's facing kind of towards you right now, kind of looking back and forth. There's a knife in his knee. 
Well, okay. also like Cheer he up. just got his gun blasted and he looked back over yeah. at the ping pong table. Yeah, he's kind of he's he's sweeping the area now. Um, there's one mook near you and one mook on the other end of the garage door too. Okay, I'm just gonna keep on clapping. Go for the mook nearest me. Okay, the chopper's gonna chop. Now, don't forget because you have an eight in shooting, mm-hmm. so you can always do a nice monologue to uh, refresh some points. Okay. I mean, never mind. I don't want a meta game. I'm just going to clap on the mook. I was just okay. going to say, I mean, you Please. already have a plus two against the, the Renfield. Yeah. So if you took okay. and did a nice monologue of how you sprayed both of them, you, you know, you could get three of those points back and use those to spend into that. Basically it would pay for the, the extra attack if you wanted it. Okay. To target the big guy first and then hit the mook afterwards because of advantage. Exactly. You just have to give us a nice word picture on how this all looks. Okay. Paint me a canvas. Okay, I can do that. All right, so Yitzhak is standing with his, his thumb and forefinger on this Draco on the door frame, which has been spit into his face from the last bullet wound he received, which is brutal. Just brutal. He's got blood pouring out of his forehead, dripping down into his eyes, all the way down into his fantastic salt and pepper beard. Um... <laughs> If only he was still wearing that white crushed velvet suit, but it's just not the case. Um, salt and pepper beard. Salt and, salt and pepper beard. Salt, salt and pepper. Um, Yitzhak's going to take that hand off the door frame, start wiping blood, sweat, and little bits of wood out of his eyes. He's going to spit on the concrete. It's just blood and chunks of, chunks of pine, cheap pine. <sighs> Pull up that Draco. He's going to take aim at the biggest guy there, the guy that was yelling and screaming. And the best he's got for him is, you want to be a flamingo? Be a flamingo. Just start dumping rounds. Okay, give me that roll to hit, baby. Natty five with the plus two makes for seven, correct? Uh, So he's a negative two, so natty five hits. Okay, and that's a 1d6 plus one for damage, correct? Correct. Still, Still some blood, blood in the eyes. For two. Old man's doing his best, rolls a natty one, hits for two. You just come up and you shoot and you just, you punch right into his vest and you see kind of it, if he wasn't wearing a vest, solid center mass shot. And you watch him kind of take it back and just kind of turn and stare like he's refocused attention now on you right in front of him. Um, And you can see him just totally nuts looking. Maybe use that second shot on him again. (laughs) I'm about it. Getsox is going to look right back at him in the eyes. With that smile on his face, but when, when Yitzhak opens his mouth, the smile is teeth are just all just red. Blood red. He just keeps on dumping. All right, roll damage again. Or sorry, no, roll the hit one more time. D6. Natty four. Four hits. All right. Yitzhak's a very vengeance-minded man. He's a little upset. D6 plus one. Comes in with a five for a six. You just come up and just... The second one, you come up higher, and you just take him right in the side of the neck. And you watch him just like, they just kind of cough a little bit as he kind of drops to a knee on the ground. He's going to make a consciousness check. Never had a person go like negative really before. This is new for us. Okay. Um, You shoot him just solidly in the neck and you watch him just kind of, his eyes just kind of roll up in his head as he kind of falls to the ground real quick. And then he just kind of sits there and he starts to kind of move one hand. You watch that one hand sits under the concrete, pushes himself up. And he starts to move just the littlest bit. And, uh, Tane, it's your turn. I, uh, I pop up and pull out of my fanny pack 
um, one of the um, syringe darts with the concoction, and I, I hurl it thusly. Yes! Five. Okay. You hurl yeah, one five. of your... Is it your, the B12 dart? Which one is it? It's, it's the B12 with uh, the... Um, the tranquilizer dart with like the garlic. It's it's my Hellboy uh, <laughs> uh, bullet. It has the propofol in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he needs to make a difficulty five health check. Oh, he's not doing great on health. Let's see how this goes. Um. And oh. yeah, he's negative right now, isn't he? He is. So does that mean he gets a negative to his roll? No, because you can go to negative thirteen. You can spend yourself more negative to keep yourself up. The way this game works too is vampires. And uh, other creatures of ill repute and terrifying ilk have an aberrance score, which is how they do shit like fly or teleport or, you know, um, cast spells or throw manhole covers or whatever. They can use aberrance to do things that people can't do. I should have jumped in to get an extra plus two to my attack. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been good time for it. Oh, shit. Yo. Oh, hey, can I burn my MOS medic? To do what? To make it work. No. Okay. Um, no, because medic is about like patching people up and stuff. Right. It's just you know I had pharmacy to to have it you know and so I was like I oh, yeah. want to check want to check. No, you're good. Yeah, you've got you've got the drugs. Don't worry. Um, and then the uh, is, other thing this hurts him. Yeah, it does. It does do damage. Well, so what it does is he gets a minus five to his athletic score for the next two hours. Um, he's hurt. And uh, do I do any damage for the actual like throw and impact and stabbing? With the dart? Because the way they have their setup, it's inhaled, and you have to do a successful hand-to-hand, like you're giving someone, uh, fucking, like, your, your, oh, what's the word? <sighs> well, you can also inject it. Like, propofol in real life can be injected. Right. This is not really, it's not really a shuriken, it's not really made to do damage, so give me a D6 minus 2 on this guy for damage. That's okay. exactly what I was going to say. Because <laughs> um, what I was going to ask, though, is I would like to use my six points uh, that you gave me uh, uh, at the beginning of this adventure for XP, and yeah. buy the weapon, or the special weapon, or the spe- uh, weapon specialization to get a plus one to one knife type and one other weapon of choice. And I was wondering if I could do um, like scalpels and darts, or go with throne, however you want to rule that. It basically just adds a plus one to my damage. It would be syringes, yeah. If you want to, so, so you have like, you know, plus one to knives and plus one to syringes, I guess. Okay. Um, because I, we've watched you now syringe people. <laughs> so instead of doing a minus one for like scalpels, it, it just does zero plus zero damage. Um, yeah, I mean, I just figure you're, whenever you do a scalpel attack, you're doing knife damage. Yeah. So that's fine. I am just thinking about, does a syringe do damage? With how hard I throw it, <laughs> where it stabs in. A syringe to the eyeball hurts, but I didn't do a called shot. (laughs) Well, because when you syringed that one mook Mm -hmm. forever ago, and when you syringed Pablo Yanni, we didn't really roll damage on those. It was no, because I I, you did the whole like he like did the whole like pass out thing on the other one, or no, that was the wrong guy, wrong guy. That guy, yeah, that guy passed out. Um, Calavera the Spaniard. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Tranquilizer gun. Yeah, I'm trying to see like what is in here for. Something similar. Paintball gun, liquid protection. Did you find Trank gun? What page was the Trank gun on? Uh, paint, uh, oh, Trank gun is on 108. I mean, all that says is that it's a shorter range of firearms, near for long rounds, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say anything about doing any type of damage or anything like that. Doesn't. 
Because it's less about, I mean, a Trank gun really is made to not hurt someone. It's just made to be a delivery. A Trank dart is yeah, really made not... to be a delivery item. Right, right. And it's not that you don't, it's not that you're not trying to hurt them. You know, I know that you're trying to hurt them with it. Um, it's just a Trank <laughs> dart. Isn't, it's not a big needle. It's not going to do a lot of damage to someone. It can be. Have you seen needles? <laughs> but no, no, I totally get it. Let's let's leave tranquilizers as darts as deliveries of drugs um, versus something that can be damaged in and of itself. Cool. But he is hurt. Let's see, negative five athletics, and he is hurt. Anytime you dose somebody with it, they have to make a consciousness roll. Oh. That basically you take their HP down from zero to negative five. Bro, you doing this, whether or not they go instantly unconscious, you're still forcing them to try and be unconscious. That, so he's has to make great. another consciousness roll now. I'll take it. So don't you worry. I mean, and you can Damn. save those six build points if you want to. I mean, him throwing things is kind of his shtick. I figure, but as well, can I do scalpel on just random objects as my other throne? No. <laughs> nope. Sorry, pal. Plus, what was ball, it? Plus one five. to Fresca? Fine. If you put a fucking Fresca can there, all I mean, I will allow it. This game is getting done. A little wild. All right. It's three. Health is it negative? No, doesn't make it. You watch as the drugs just kind of go into him, um, and he takes the darn, he yanks it out. But as he does that, you watch as his knee just kind of gives away, and blood starts to just run down from where his knee is, and just the kind of sheer everything you watch as he just takes a stumble step forward and a stumble step forward and just collapses onto the ground in a heap. And I duck back down. Okay, <laughs> the end of your turn. Uh, well, he's unconscious on the ground now having failed that consciousness roll you watch as one of the mooks just leaves cover entirely darts across the garage door and goes to grab onto him going for a rescue op um oh dang um and he gets there and you watch he just grabs him kind of by like the body armor starts to pull him towards the van back towards mm, tyson and there's that other mook there too who did not get shot and actually he's gonna do the same thing they're gonna try and teamwork this dude back to the van I would love to jump in right about now. Ooh. Okay, yeah. I didn't get to roll my die. What do you want to do, buddy? And your four athletic points. As soon as I see them start moving in, uh, let me spend those real quick before I forget. As soon as I see them start moving in, I will uh, pop up, and I want to try and shoot one of them in. Uh, Which one? The one who is holding him or the one who is going to kind of help push? The one who's already there. I mean, they're they're all three kind of in a cluster now because the one was near him. The grabber or the one going to grab? The, The grabber. Okay, perfect. Roll the die, baby. And uh, let's go ahead and put two points on this. So, and are you doing a call shot for the dome? Yeah. Which is a difficulty increase of what? Three? To the head is plus three. Plus, plus three. Okay. I love that, like, because you've missed out in the last couple sessions, you've got, like, a lot of points that you can spend. You're, like, saving the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a six. Bottle debt. That's a hit. So don't I call him the butcher of brief or nothing. <laughs> So a D6 plus three total. Okay, so my 22 typically does a D6 minus one. Um, oh, it's a small power pistol. So yeah, it's a D6 plus one. Okay, plus one. Gotcha. And it has to be nine mil or better to be plus one, so it'd be a plus zero. Okay. Oh, yeah, so give me a D6 plus two total. Copy that. Thank you, Wes. Got you. For six points. You watch this guy comes running up, and he goes to grab onto Vukov and pick him up to haul him, and you just kind of come out. And I turn his brain into Swiss cheese. <laughs> more cheese puns. Yes, please. Please. It's more like you make it into a, into a soft, spreadable brie. As you just kind of 
punch in and it just rattles around and just uh, it's, a, it's a 22 it's a small caliber mm-hmm. so it's just a god awful ping pong because this man just falls to the ground just in a slump oh Beautiful. that's a fun don't does he land <laughs> <laughs> does he land on top of the uh, the big guy uh, on evens I got a six so yes tight that other thug is going to come along and he actually kind of seeing what is happening he is going to take a shot at you Tyson Okay. Anyone else got athletic to jump in? <laughs> With a six. Ooh, oh. For seven. Oh, fuck. Ooh. Damn. Oh, six fuck. plus one for damage. Okay, so I am at negative five. Okay, I need <laughs> you to make a consciousness roll for me. What Wait, don't you have armor? Mean? Yeah. You have oh, armor. So You're at negative, negative four. four. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank God. Uh, so four. consciousness roll. You're going to make a difficulty four health check to stay conscious. Otherwise, okay. you can just pass out. If you would rather, if you want to, you can just pass out. And I can go down to negative 13, 13 before, before like you dead. die. Yeah. Okay. What's going to happen is we're going to start seeing more. It's just going to be harder for you to do things. You know, so right now, you are capital H hurt, as if you had just been dosed with propofol. That is a seven. Spent one point on it, bringing me to a total of seven. So, yep. So now we're at negative five health. You got a seven. You are up. You've suffered no permanent injury. Beyond grazes, a few superficial cuts and bruises are through and through gunshot wounds. You make your consciousness roll. Um, however, the pain of your injuries increases the difficulty numbers of all tests and contests, including opponents' hit thresholds, by one. Okay. To spend points on investigative abilities right now, hit a consciousness roll. Um, you can be patched up. Dope. But so right now, everything is just one step harder for you. But hey, you stop that from taking the bad guy away. That's his turn. Strum, your turn, buddy. Uh, I'm going to shoot the guy that just shot him. Okay. Here's my last point in shooting. Seven. Hits. Gonna roll damage with that pistol. From across the garage. What is it for a crit? Exceed by three or more with the snatch six? Yeah. Did I finally get a crit? <laughs> I think you actually might have, bro. Yeah, man. You crit. Beat him by four, you rolled a natural six. So, awesome. roll an extra die damage, baby. Whoop, whoop. 2d6 plus 1 is our grand total. 10. Fucking 10. <laughs> the melon um, bursts. I mean, again, it's just, this is the, the punctuation on this fight is Vukov falls to the ground, just overloaded by injuries and drugs. And it's just like, headshot. Tyson, just shot in the chest, drops to the ground. Still up, but, you know, dazed. And then Strom, do you stand up for this one, or do you just reach your arm out again? Yeah, this is a, this is a oh, shit, I need to fucking help my buddy. Uh, stand up, long exhale, and slight squeeze of the trigger. Just like the Academy, just like the DEA Academy, you know? Perfect little three-point stance, and you just take this guy right in the side of the head, and he drops to the ground. And it's just, that sound echoes through the garage and through the alleyways. Uh, and it is silent. Get in the cars. It's time to fucking go. Should we... Uh, I walk back in. Should we reevaluate whether or not we're actually burning this place? Yeah, it's burnt. That doesn't mean more fire, because we don't need any extra. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Does it not? <laughs> All this What are we doing with him? Whatever the fuck you want. I'm getting in the car. I mean, I, I'm actually with the fire and let them be engulfed in it. All right. You that know that's... Can... 
That's just more attention on us. The point is to have us not associated with attention. But I start packing up and start spraying everything in the area with, like, ammonia and um, trying to cover our DNA and uh, get the fuck out of there. Yitzhak is very carefully dumping gasoline. I, I in the driver's seat of our rig. Ivan, I'm really sorry, Boris. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'll patch you up later. I, I appreciate this. My name is guys. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you look so much like your brother. So much like your brother. It's my sister. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to go lay down in the back seat of the car. Try not to die. Okay. Probably a good point. <laughs> and I think that's it. You guys um, load up into the car. So do you or do you not torch the building? I'm into it. Probably should, even though, yes, attention bad, but evidence also worse. All right. Do what you but gotta do. we're not the ones with the gasoline, so it's, ob- it's only one person's yeah. choice. <clears throat> <laughs> How can we ever know what he would decide? I flick a match. <laughs> That's no, so good. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, you guys... Uh, you go and you torch this thing. Do you drag all the bodies inside? How does, what is this? Is that it? You just drag the bodies inside, torch it, and go? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I thought they already were inside. Oh, they're kind of scattered on the front. More like um, in the doorways. Gotcha. Yeah. Nobody got farther than about 10 feet inside, at the, like five feet inside. Um, this was a doorway fight. Here's a question for you Do you drag them all the way back? to the back half of the Quonset hut into what is effectively a home or you just leave them in the front of the Quonset hut and light it on fire with gas. Uh, Quonset hut is a, you know, cement floor metal structure for the most part. That room that we had uh, locked Boris in that locks from the inside, uh, we could just put them in there with lots of gasoline and explodables. And one pack of cigarettes for cover. Sprinkle some crack on him and let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> wow, what do you work for the DEA or something? Jesus. Jesus, right? I'm not wasting my crack. Fuck off. <laughs> okay. So you just pile the bodies up in the room. How many of these suitcases? Quick. Yeah, well, they're doing that. I'm getting the car loaded. Okay, you guys load the car up. You know, Vukov is still alive when you dump him in this room. And light yeah. it all on fire. And go. This is not going to haunt us. I'm wondering if that's a stability check just on the way out of here. Yeah, just fuck off. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing. I'll take that hit. Yitzhak needs that hit. He deserves it. Yitzhak wants to be unstable. Too late. Yitzhak knows the repercussions of his actions. <laughs> he feels very guilty for the death of Tyson's good friend. But not the innocent raver kids. Well, that's now, here's my question. If you'd shot him to death, that wouldn't be a cold-blooded killing. However, he is unconscious. Dragging him into a room that you're going to set on fire is pretty cold-blooded. Ah, that's dude. something Yitzhak absolutely would do and here, absolutely you know, would accept the, the reality of. Here's, here's the important note. I haven't told anyone he's unconscious. I hit him with a thing and he slumped over. So it would be Tane taking the stability and just letting a guy burn alive? Or... Just saying, if you want that option, it's there. With the point in medic, I feel like Yitzhak would know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if he wasn't moving bodies, yeah. Yitzhak knows. He knows what he's doing. 
Um, oh, and I retrieve my dart and get my blood sample. From the kid? From the Renfield guy, yeah. Okay, so you get a blood sample out of him. Just re- I, I've, been, I've always retrieved my dart, so I haven't left any for evidence. Yeah, give me that stability check. Stability five. And can I spend here? You can. I have five left. I'm going to spend three. Let's see it. I got a nine. Natty six. You're this motherfucker deserves bastard. it. He deserved it. This motherfucker deserves it. He came. You guys were trying to leave. He came in. He shot Tyson in the chest. He would do the same to you, if not worse. I already owe Tyson a great, death, a great debt for the death of his friend. Had to be done. Yeah. Yeah, this motherfucker deserves it. If I might make a suggestion, uh, let's pull the van in here, puncture its gas tank, let it leak a little bit, and then make it look a little bit more accidental. What about it? Someone's been watching Netflix's serial killers? <laughs> you guys have about uh, three minutes before I'm fucking leaving. You guys drag the van inside, spread the gas, give it a light, and uh, haul out. I think Ivan just goes, uh, so you don't need me? Oh, no, we should still like definitely separate and go our different ways from this location. A little bit okay. of juggling. <laughs> just a little. Okay, and like you see him and the other driver and Strom kind of sit down and talk about just a, you know, a quick crisscrossy route they're all going to take. Strom, it all makes sense. You know, this is a... Yeah. You guys are playing a quick shell game with a car. You know, it's just that you're doing it for... And if you need me to, I be around. my MLS for the driving. Yeah, you can use your MLS. They got a four with that one. Spend one point time. Two. Two points. Gets a five. It's a, it's a really well-pulled-off maneuver, Strom. You recognize that. As you guys make your way off to the club. The kind of strip club, come motel, come safe house. What is the name of that place? There's an owl on a card. What is the name of that place again, Tyson? Oh, you know, I don't know that I ever gave it one. Uh, Hooters. Hookers. Hookers. We'll call it the eyes. Okay. Um, with that, it's, uh, it's midnight. I've got it. We've got to sign this off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah. Quick wellness check. How does everybody look? Is anybody else like critically wounded oh yeah i think everyone else here is i'm fine i didn't take any damage so it's just you two i'm sitting at two out of ten i'm hurting okay and two out of ten when you're like 65 that's hurting i spend uh let's see i i have my medic mos and a full tank of medic so i can heal everyone beginning of next session yeah i just wanted to make a quick call to natalia we're on our way it's much worse than I expected it to be. Um, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, you have, you have the night. You have the day, at least, to find a place to go. Thank you. Click. And we fade up from you guys. But draggled and bloody, driving across town, it's just the camera kind of comes up back to that mid-morning sunrise. This has been a role-playing grenade podcast. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Twitter at rpgrenadepod and on Instagram at roleplayinggrenade. Our intro and outro music was written and recorded by Stephen Hoshoff. Thanks again, pal. We'll see you next time. And until then, remember, when in doubt, raise the stakes.